Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Battle School Dropouts. This is finally the fabled Jujitsu Kaisen episode. <laughs> uh, I'm Stu. And I'm Bakari. And uh, yeah, every episode we of Battle or every episode of Battle School Dropouts, we talk about the first six episodes of an anime. Uh, this week, like I said, is Jujitsu Kaisen. But before we get into things, Bakri, we've had like an eventful last few weeks. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I don't know if everyone at home understands, but uh, you're actually listening to the uh, the holder of the coveted third best Green Hill Zone classic Sonic Generations glitchless speedrun time right here. <laughs> right here. Yeah, it's I up mean... on the leaderboards. Speedrun.com and then go to Sonic Generations, individual levels, Green Hill Zone, classic, no skills, and then turn on the filter to filter out all the glitch runs. And that's me, third place, right there. Damn. And it's so easy to find, too. Yeah, like, yeah. Just do all those things I thing. said for the last 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess to give a little bit of backstory on all of this, we started speedrunning that one level of Sonic Generations, like, what, in this this recording's in 2021, like yeah. early 2021. Fucking, we started in, like, 2018, I feel like. Uh, I feel think you're right i i think it's it started it was either like the very beginning of 2019 or mid 2018 because we were we were talking about we were watching um gdq and, mm-hmm. and then we were like oh let's let's you know we should try to speed run something do a little competition and then we were originally going to go for the whole the whole game but uh speed running is really difficult and takes a long time and a lot of practice and we're both lazy and dumb so uh we started doing individual levels and uh we've just been competing ever since well, we kind of accidentally did that first level over and over because we just like, rather than moving on, we just like couldn't accept that the other person had the better time. So we just <laughs> yeah. kept competing. Yeah, it's you could only <laughs> you could only start practicing the rest of the game once you had you were securely in the lead in the first level. That was very important. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember uh, trying to run Chemical Plant and trying to get it down to the level of precision that we had for um green hill zone which is the first world mm-hmm. and like it was taking forever like i have 20 hours in that game and i think i've only beaten the first three worlds <laughs> of god knows how many uh there's there's nine levels altogether, and then some little you know side challenges and bosses and stuff you have to do to complete the game yeah yeah so I, I guess I've gotten a third of the way through in all the time I've played it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's been fun. So, like, we we picked – you messaged me about, like, a few weeks ago that you had a really good time. And, it, dude, it fucking awoke and – it awoke something in me. <laughs> like, I've been super stressed out with, like, school this semester and all that. It's been, like, a rough semester. And I was, like, super tired. And every time you text me about uh, – like sonic speedrun strats and like haha i got a better time it gives me such a fucking energy boost <laughs> it's like better than like 10 cups of coffee or something well i'm i'm glad that that all my shit talking has been has been motivating for you i actually uh the same <laughs> week that i took that that um the most recent time i also beat anthony's high score in ultra kill and i was talking so much shit like so much and he got home from work <laughs> And he was like, I've had such a fucking awful day at work, and this whole time you are just talking all this mess. Do you know how mad I was? And I was like, 
I'd apologize here, but I, I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I will if you let me. <laughs> and I'm still holding that. I'm taking everybody's head this week. I'm taking Anthony's score in Ultra Kill, your score in, or your best time in Sonic. That's it. But if anybody else wants a challenge, I will absolutely throw down and I will win because that's just how yeah. I'm built. No, I'm really like, I, because I remember when we, like, you sent me the, like, the leaderboard stuff and, like, realizing the strat, this is so specific, no one's going to care, but, like, <laughs> that when you, you hit the buzz bomber and you go through the loop, there's, like, the jump pad that you can jump over and mm-hmm. it saves, like, half a second to a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, realizing that like i was i was like i have an hour-long break in between classes mm-hmm. and I, the entire time i was like trying to perfect that jump it's like <laughs> it's tight and that was another time where it's like i was so tired going into the next class and like trying to run that like i i haven't felt that energized in years <laughs> it's so much fun speedrunning is an absolute blast it's frustrating sometimes but yeah it's it's, it's so great I, i'm very happy that we're doing this uh, absolutely it's i i just wish i had more time for it but uh yeah it's it's like it's probably the only time to like you like if like we're playing like an fps like i think i've talked about it before like trash talking does get to me mm. like it like i have thin skin when it comes to that stuff or at least i have for a long time and um so like if we if we're playing something like in the same room and you start talking shit it will absolutely affect me <laughs> but and and like i don't like it and all that but over like you know when i can compete on my own in my own room or whatever like i am all about just the shit talking that's been going on and like fighting fighting for these like you know quarter second improvements Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) it's honestly like yeah i was in the same boat like when i saw that you could jump over that spring in green hill i was like holy shit there's there's more we can do like i ended up watching uh so now I think both of us are within a second of the green hill zone glitchless world record at this point and yeah and uh, I watched that run, which is how I, how I think we both figured out that strat. But, like, I noticed after that buzz bomber, he clips the ledge. It is possible to go faster. And it's, like, yeah. all I've been thinking about is, like, we, I could end up first place. One of us could end up dethroning this guy in this yeah. extremely niche subcategory for <laughs> game speed run. I know. It's, like, but it's, like, I, I do need to submit a time or something to that thing. Because I love, like, I'm I'm not... I, I I'm not the biggest Sonic guy, but I love the idea of being on that leaderboard. Oh yeah, because I think right now, while I don't have a recorded run, so I can't post it, I think my best time puts me at like fifth place or something like that. So uh, I think it would put but, yeah, because you're like you're point five seconds behind me. I think that would end up putting you glitchless. I think that would put you fourth. Yeah, because I think what the the best times like forty two point five, and I think I have a forty three point eight or yeah. something like that. Uh, yeah, it's something something like that. Uh, so I've so. been I've been dying of curiosity here. So after uh, after we reignited this uh, this blood feud uh, through Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> uh, we started talking about running a different game and actually doing like a full speed run of it um, and competing in that. And that would be Sonic Adventure Two Battle on the PC. And so yeah. you mentioned you had just done your first run of that recently, and I'm I'm so curious to hear your thoughts. So I didn't finish it, but um, <laughs> I took. So I got a little drunk last night and uh, played played a good amount of it, uh, and I I took notes while I was doing it, mm-hmm. um, and I'll just some of the highlights like you know, uh, fucking Escape from the City is such a good fucking song. It's so good. That whole soundtrack just bangers Ooh. on bangers. There's not a bad one in there. 
yeah um but so it's like so it starts out strong i'm like I, i'm writing down the time that i start as if like oh maybe i'll see you know for improvement and all that and it's like you know um there's all sorts of fun stuff I, the game kind of keeps freezing on me and all that oh it's freezing um, on and you? then yeah yeah i'm running into some kind of thing where it just uh I'll, I'll hit like a checkpoint and i basically have to like alt tab and then alt tab back in oh wild so it doesn't crash it just stops uh, I wonder um, if there's I, some I'm sort sure of like video settings it. you can change because that's never happened to me. Yeah, I I mean I I did a real bare bones thing. I mean it took me fucking forever to figure out how to get it to accept the gamepad instead of a uh, the keyboard. So, oh yeah, you know my I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, I I started to go insane around. There's a level where you have to get the light dash. Oh and yeah. I don't know if it was obvious or if I was just too drunk, but. Um, I didn't see that there was the fucking thing that you grab on the side to go get the light dash. So I'm like sitting there like the little mecha chow guy is like, use the light dash to go across these rings. And I'm like, (laughs) how the fuck do I light dash? Like, what the fuck do you want from me? And I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like spinning it up, you know, I'm like trying to do all these things. It's not fucking working. And Mm -hmm. I I had to like watch a video. Like, where does he you have to go to the left. So (laughs) I, I started to lose my mind around there. And then. Uh, I died a few times on the fucking Pumpkin Hill Knuckles stage. Sure. And my last notice, uh, I hate Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So this is exactly where I want you to be <laughs> as we as we <laughs> enter the speedrunning competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I don't... Like, I say I hate Sonic Adventure 2 in that note or whatever, but... I do think it's fun. Like, I messaged my friend Josh um, earlier today. I'm like, what do you think about this game? And he's like, oh, it's awful, but I love it. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's the right attitude to have. <laughs> it's it's honestly one of the... Because, like, you know, I will be the first to admit that game is janky as shit. Like, it's, it's something I didn't really notice when I was, I don't know, 12 or whatever, playing it for the first time. But, like, yeah, a lot of its mechanics don't really hold up to modern scrutiny. But uh, there is a certain joy to be found in, like, learning the optimal ways to get around that jank like figure out how to make you know your um your movement more what's the word like i guess more consistent you know there's a lot of a lot of Mm -hmm. fun little tricks that you can pull off to make it a lot more uh you know not only faster but like a lot more interesting in my opinion there's a whole lot of min maxing you can do yeah I'm, i'm actually really excited to learn that stuff because uh playing like i can't imagine playing the Sonic Generations Green Hill Zone and not speedrunning that level <laughs> because it is so boring otherwise. Like, every time I fuck up uh, another fucking niche thing that, are, like, two people are going to understand, um, like, when you get the first checkpoint, you have to, like, do the, the jump and then jump so you take the higher route. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you go down below, it is so goddamn slow. It's yep. like, let me jump on this platform and let me wait here and then let me... It's like, how could you play Sonic this way? <laughs> That's that's really the joy of it, you know. Sonic is not a game to be any of the Sonic games really. Like they're not games to be like played through once and you're done. Like it's it's meant to be mastered, you know. And I yeah. think honestly, it works a lot better like that, you know. Mm-hmm. You play through no, something. No, Sonic once Generations and it's like, is a blast. Yeah, no, it's so much fun. Until you start getting into the like the really glitchy stuff. I managed to pull off the Ugh. the the big skip in, um, or I managed to go out of bounds in Chemical Plant exactly once. Like, my very first yeah. try, nailed it, and then died, because I didn't know where I was going, and just fell into the the, the ether, but... Okay, 
what the fuck is up with in speedruns? Like you, there's a complicated technique to do, and you nail it first try, and so you just assume it's going to be easy, and then can never do it again. I honestly don't know. Like if it, maybe it's just a matter of like you're not thinking about it the same way, or I I don't know. But like it's a, yeah, they show you like this weird frame perfect trick, and you nail it the first time, no problem, and you're like, oh, easy, and then you never do it again. I've yet to be able to pull that off, and I've tried dozens of times. Yeah. No, it was it was that level that got me running that game. Like I I tried to c- get a time on the first three worlds and just run them back to back. Basically, like I I realized like I can either sit here and like perfect Chemical Plant or I can figure out how I without getting that glitch can play Chemical Plant as fast as possible. And like it it takes an extra thirty seconds to play it um, without that skip. So mm-hmm. obviously it's a bit of a time edition but it's not the end of the world yeah yeah of course yeah ultimately like if we were to just do like you know basically what we decided to do with uh sonic adventure 2 because there's like that game's very glitchy and so there's a myriad of ways that you can like get out of bounds and do all sorts of fucky shit so we were just like you know from the beginning like okay no out of bounds strats let's just you know keep it civil make it so that neither of us has to spend dozens of hours grinding this one particular trick um so maybe, honestly, maybe that's the move in Sonic Generations. Like, we'd have to start kind of coming up with our own strats a little bit. Um, yeah. But, yeah, if it, if it makes the whole experience more fun. I mean, it's not like we're trying for leaderboards. It's just a happy coincidence that we, you know, hit that one category. <laughs> I know. Like, when like we've been competing for this. Like, obviously, like, we, I don't think we've done much in the last year with the time. But, um We've been doing this for a while, and it was so funny when you're like, dude, we have, like, the fourth and fifth best times, <laughs> like, currently. Like, we should be putting this on the leaderboards. I'm like, fuck, I hadn't thought about it. I was literally just trying to beat you. Yeah. No, I, it never <laughs> occurred to me. I, I didn't even realize there was a leaderboard for individual stages. You know what I mean? Like, oh. I never looked into that kind of thing. <laughs> well, to be fair, it is fucking buried. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to go looking for it. No, I think it, I think it would be fun to start running, um, like, do our own little subcategory of like the first three worlds or whatever. Sure. Of generations, and as just a way of like building up to playing through the game. Like, mm-hmm. let's not focus on getting like these fucking perfect strats on Green Hill Zone. But if we if we can kind of just like pace ourselves like this and compete over those first three worlds, and then maybe the first six, and then the next whatever we could probably get on the actual leaderboards yeah you know no totally because that's like that's um something i've realized now that i've uh i've done i think i've done like maybe three or four full runs of sonic adventure 2 uh hero story like just you know learning the speed runs and stuff and uh something i found is like you know with with you know say we were when we're racing in green hill or whatever like if you make a mistake that's going to cost you like a second or two, then you restart. Like that that runs dead. Yeah. You're not going to get where you're trying to go. It's no use, you know, wasting the rest of your time to complete the level. In a full game, like my best time is like uh it's an 1 hour 8 minutes 58 seconds and point or 58.54. I have it pulled up. 58.54 seconds. Um so like <laughs> if something happens that loses me like even 5 sec if I die or something like that, it's not like I'm going to restart because I've been playing for the last half hour, you know what I mean? I mean, that would be yeah. ridiculous. Um, and like that, that best time I told you, like I died several times. There were cer- several tricks I fucked up, like whole lot of things went wrong, but it's still my best time by a wide margin. So it's yeah. definitely a different experience. Uh, well, and I, I, I like that. Cause like it, <laughs> I started to go insane running green Hill zone more recently. Like I have 
I have the fucking Doom Eternal soundtrack playing. <laughs> like a madness has overtaken me running that one level over and over and mm-hmm. over. And it's especially annoying because the lives system in that game is so goddamn frustrating. Like when you hit zero lives, you uh, you can't just restart the level. Yeah. So you have to die. And if you like, what happened is in that that uh, yeah, there's all these sections where if you just fuck it up, you go to this lower point, and it's like so hard to kill Sonic. <laughs> That's, um, yeah, there's, uh, that's kind of a convention that seems to have carried over from the adventure games. Because in Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, you have, uh, you know, characters like Knuckles and Rouge, who, um, their whole thing is, like, treasure hunting, right? And Mm -hmm. the locations of the emeralds, keys, whatever they're looking for in that stage, um, the locations are randomized, right? So, like, if you have just, like, a really, really shitty, uh, one that you just can't possibly find, you can restart and get a mulligan, right? So things like mm-hmm. that, they were like, oh, well, okay, we need to, we need to make restarting costs something, otherwise people are just gonna do it over and over until they get, like, the exact right one they want. Uh, I don't see why they do that in Sonic Generations, where there's not a character like Knuckles who has to go, like, it's just, you know, you're just yeah. going through, it's as if you died and started at the beginning anyway, so like yeah you you don't get to use the checkpoints on the levels but the levels are only like i don't know like five minutes max yeah you know i I, i'm just guessing i fucking i i haven't spent more than a minute in fucking green hill zone in years (laughs) yeah and it took a while to get under like that sub minute you know like that was an accomplishment for me yeah no it is it is funny like how your mentality on your own time changes you know where it's like I'll I'll get like a forty seven fifty, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, oh, that was a fucking terrible run, and it's like I would have fucking killed for that, you know, when we first started doing this. <laughs> yeah, like there was a time when that time would have absolutely dusted me, like no question. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really like I I think I remember like sending like fifty second runs to you, just like yeah, I'm fucking crushing it right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, it does, it does, and I've told you as much. Like it leads to a certain kind of anxiety because like. I was sweating blood for that time. Like my, my top time in, in green Hill zone, it was like, you know, one in a million run. And like Mm -hmm. now, now that I know you're gunning for it, I'm like every single time we talk, every time we text or anything, (laughs) I'm just like, this is going to be the moment that Stu shows he's beaten me by like, you know, 0.2 seconds or 0.02 seconds or something. And I'm going to have to get back to trying to beat this shit. That took me forever to fucking get. Yeah. No. And I had, I had a time like after I, after you you like messaged me, you're like, "Hey, I I beat your time." I'm like, "I have this one saved." And I just threw it in your direction, <laughs> and then like almost immediately, you responded with another time, and I was like, "It's not going to be that good." And it's that fucking stellar time that you got. I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck, I can't get it." No, it's got everything perfect. <laughs> yeah, God, speedrunning's a blast. It's it's so much fun. You- it really is. I'm I'm curious how much people are going to enjoy this 20 minutes of fucking speedrun talk, but I'm fucking jazzed. Yeah. Dude. I mean, listen, if you're if you're bored right now, doesn't have to be Sonic, pick up a game, play through it and then see if you can play through it again but faster. It's so much fun. Yeah, I I think it's a lot of fun with friends too. Um, totally. I got into speedrunning uh Fallout New Vegas because uh I would uh, we we set up like a bunch of Xboxes, and it was a uh, with a couple friends who, funnily enough, were both named Ian. Um, we we just sat in one uh, one of the Ian's room. We had these Xboxes set up, and we had a bunch of copies of New Vegas, and we're just like, let's see who can get to 
New Vegas the the fastest, you know? And we just came up with all these little categories. Mm-hmm. And it got us, like, learning strats and things like that. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm I'm able to beat the game uh, in, like, half an hour or something like that. <laughs> That's you know? it was, absurdly it was really fast. Fun I would have expected, like, multiple hours for that. Yeah. No, there's... um. There's a bunch of one. It's on the easiest difficulty, so that really helps. Sure. Um, but yeah, you can just you can just skip past like so much stuff. <laughs> so it, it's that, and that got me into it because I was you know I was competing with friends. So uh, it's it's fun to just kind of shit talk and like have somebody to like share strats with and whatnot. Totally, totally. Like when we saw the dude jump the um, the one bumper or whatever in that one level that mm-hmm. we talked about a bunch. Um, I, I let out like an audible gasp. I was so <laughs> excited to use that strat against yeah. you. <laughs> and it's fucking hard too. Like he makes it look so easy, but that took several tries. Yeah, I think it's I mean, I, I'm playing without the the mod that smooths out the frame rate, but I feel like it's like within like a three or four frame window to get it right. Uh yeah, you might not be wrong there. Cause like you have to be going at like pretty much top speed and then like if you jump too early, then you're gonna hit something before you end up on the other side. And if you jump too late, you just end up hitting the spring anyway and losing the time that you were trying to save. So, like, yeah, it's yeah. it's really tight. Yeah, and fuck that box that blocks, that body blocks you. Terrible. Like, fucking piece of shit box. <laughs> Hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listener at home, start speedrunning something and then send me your best time and I will crush it because that's what I do. I don't give a fuck what game what? it is or how long it takes. What? I will destroy you. What game would you want to... What non-Sonic game, like, piques your interest as far as speedruns? Does Knuckles Chaotix count as a non-Sonic game? No. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh... Non-Sonic and friends. <laughs> <laughs> Non-Sonic and friends. Well, you know, Knuckles and Sonic are more like rivals at that state, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, oh, no. (laughs) Quite so. He (laughs) says that when you beat the shit out of him in Sonic Adventure. The first one. Um, okay. What non-Sonic? Uh, I was going to say maybe a Mega Man game, but people go fucking nuts with those games, so I don't know. You know what? Yeah, maybe, like, Mega Man X4. I feel like I could could hold my own in a Mega Man X4 speedrun race. Oh, boy. I don't think I've played that one. Oh, really? It's It's a blast. You should absolutely give that a shot. I or I, I might have played it. There was um I got like a PS2 thing that had like a bunch of X games on there, Ooh. and I remember playing Mega Man X and being like, "Oh, this is fun," and then playing the other X games and just getting fucking thrashed, <laughs> just absolutely like mangled by like every level. I'm like, I wasn't I wasn't looking up guides, which maybe would have helped. Sure, but I was just like, "The fuck are these levels? How are you supposed to do any of this?" It, yeah. So, X games in particular, they like demand a lot of a lot of skill with their movement and stuff like that. It ain't easy, but yeah. And the bosses, oh man, the final bosses in X four can be fucking brutal. So mean. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I could I could believe it. Yeah, I I just remember the entire level kicking my ass, and then I'd get to the boss with like at best like one extra life, <laughs> and just be like, all right, try to learn how this guy works. Mm-hmm. The the nice thing about those is that like you know in most in most Mega Man games uh, each boss has like a very clear cut weakness um, and usually mm-hmm. it like you know it kind of goes by Pokemon logic like if it's an ice guy and there's a fire weapon chances are good you should use the fire weapon against him you know things like that yeah so that'll make that'll end up making it a lot easier some of them end up being a little more obscure um, 
but yeah, the, generally you can just kind of kind of listen to your instincts and try out different weapons, and like you'll you'll probably end up making uh you know a boss fight that seems really difficult. You'll end up making it pretty trivial. Yeah, I mean, and that was like I remember as a kid, I played a lot of uh, Mega Man Seven. That Ooh. was the one I had. And uh, God, I've put so much time into that as a kid. And like, I I used to I I feel like I could do okay if I saw all the bosses figure and their weapons and figure out okay that guy was weak to this, this guy was weak to that. But I used to have it fucking memorized as a child. <laughs> yep. Couldn't couldn't do multiplication, but God, could I tell you about Mega Man Seven? <laughs> Far more important, if you ask me. I'd say so. Multiplication's never fucking helped me, honestly. But like. If I'm going to get through fucking Bubble Man with his spikes at the top of the level, like, I'm going to need to know what his fucking weakness is. Wait, bu- Bubble Man was Bubble Man was Mega Man 2, wasn't he? Uh, I might have his name wrong, but there was a guy who shot bubbles at you, and they had bombs in them, oh. and he would wrap the bubble around you, and you would float to the top unless you shot your way out of it, and it would be an instant kill because it was spikes at the top. And that f- freaked me out as a kid. I was like, fuck, this is so hard! Oh, was it, uh... Now I'm, like, stuck on this. Was, like, Burst Man, or... It might have been Burst Man. Let me see. Mega Seven's, Man. like, the one I played the absolute least. I know. I, I feel like I've read a few times, like, people fucking hate it. No, people really don't like... Like, I, I think people really dislike the fact that, like, Mega Man is so big on the screen, and, um... Yeah, like, uh, I guess the, they weren't big fans of the level design compared to other Mega Man games. But, uh, honestly, it kind of sounds like one of those where, like, you know, you're listening to somebody who's, like, in way too deep. Like, who has all these crazy <laughs> out-of-pocket opinions on, like, every single Mega Man game because they care that much. And listen, Sonic guy, I get it. But, like, you know, you gotta, t- <laughs> you gotta take those opinions with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. I say this after <laughs> it, I, I spent, like, what, ten minutes talking shit about Sonic Forces in the last episode, so. <laughs> I mean, listen, we all ha- we all have our thing that we're, like, way too deep on. Mm-hmm. We hate I get because it. And we if, like. you, if you don't like Mega Man 7, you don't like Mega Man 7. Sure. That's fine. But I grew up with it, you know? It's, like, one of those things. It's, like, the same thing. Like, one of my favorite games is Minority Report. Uh, I own Jet Li Rise to Honor, and I remember loving it as a kid. Hold so, on, hold on, like, hold on. There's a, there's a Minority Report game? It is so good <laughs> let, let me um so it's the the premise of minority report you can't um you know you're framed for murder and you have to um you know get away from the cops or whatever right um but what's what's wonderful about it is it's like a beat up game so uh you're just going into rooms and just fighting lots of guys all of the guns you get are like um they're non-lethal, so you're, like, shooting people and they blast against walls. But what's really great about it is it's, like, that peak, like, early 2000s ragdoll. Ooh. So you're just, like, knocking people over and they're just, like, splawling all over the place. Um, yeah, splawling's the word. Uh, and all I the guns are, like, physics it. it made perfect sense. but yeah like all the guns are like physics based like you're just launching people around rather than like just shooting them until they just fall over into some animation so the ragdoll is just super fun there's a way to do like a roundhouse kick and it just like knocks over people next to you it's it's extremely fun hell yes i did i did a let's play of the first few levels i intended to beat the game but i didn't um uh on a old old channel if you want to hear young stew uh called inebriated ninja or god it's actually gonna show way way more of young stew than i wanted to but yeah inebriated ninja productions was like a youtube channel that a friend did and i played through like the first seven levels on there so i'm that's I'm a pitch for a, 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 a long bookmark. dead channel <laughs> 
We'll just put that put that up in another tab for later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the most successful like let's play thing I ever did. <laughs> Apparently there's like there's only like a couple, but there are comments where it's like, What happened to this? Where did it go? Why did he stop? <laughs> <laughs> The answer is my capture card broke and I didn't want to buy another nah, one. <laughs> well, that kind of changes thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was about to ask if you've been doing anything other than Sonic, but like, why would we do anything other than Sonic, honestly? I know. I mean, that's the... That's, I remember Socrates asking that question. Like, why would we? <laughs> you know? um, no, I've been playing... Uh, in, so I've been doing a lot of school stuff, and that's consumed a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. But in the spare time I have, I, I've been playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist. And it continues my love-hate relationship with Yu-Gi-Oh! Where I'm like, this is a great game. Also, I hate this game. Like, <laughs> you know, the fucking people just comboing me out. Like, okay, turn one, I'm going to ritual summon this whale thing, and it's got like 2,700 attack points. Okay, cool. Um... I'm going to put Karibo in defense mode and just kind of hope for the best and just slowly lose for the next 10 turns. Oh, that that sounds that sounds like fun. I think it's great. And then sometimes I do it to them. And <laughs> that's even better. That is the game. I uh I couldn't tell you which Yu-Gi-Oh game it was. I think it was on the PS4 or maybe the Switch. I don't know. Uh Wii U, I don't fuck. Anyway, um <laughs> there was one Yu-Gi-Oh game whereas uh, where in in one chapter you end up playing as Seto Kaiba and you have his deck from the first arc whatever the Duelist Kingdom mm-hmm. and I played it and that was when I realized shattered my illusions that I had from when I was a child Kaiba fucking sucks at Duel Monster he has a horrible deck <laughs> Horrible. Not a single goddamn spell or trap. It's all just monsters. He's just like, yep. I have the strongest monsters in the game. You Wait, dude, Sakuretsu armor exists. Raigeki exists. There's so many ways to kill a Blue-Eyes White Dragon. <laughs> Unless you get the hit off, then you're fucking useless. You have to pay, you have to tribute two monsters to use it. I was, I was, yep. I was heated. I could not believe how I'd been lied to as a child. I... I shit you not. I'm on the episode. I'm on the battle where he summoned the the blue eyes like three headed dragon. Oh, the blue eyes ultimate dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Value crime. That's horrible. Forty five hundred attack for three blue eyes. You have to tribute three six six monsters. Yeah, yeah. And well, and so he has a card in the deck, at least in the version of the game that I'm playing, where it basically lets you like if you if you can bring all the blue eyes to your hand you can summon Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon. Ooh, okay. So you don't have to get them all in play, at least for um, at least for that card. So I summon Blue-Eyes Ultimate Dragon, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking not summon him. I'm not stupid. It's cool as hell. And the opposing Yugi deck just like used one card and killed it. And so it's like, so my graveyard has my three best cards in it, and that's that. What else is in his deck? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking crush card virus that I don't even know what it does because he ha- he's still able to summon Dark Magician later and there's way too much text for me to read. <laughs> now! <laughs> what do you do? I'm stuck on the level. I can't fucking beat it. Yeah, that's that sounds really, really... Di- I got no advice for you there. Uh, besides, <laughs> besides, of course, you gotta believe in the heart of the cards. 
I yeah, you know, maybe that's my problem. I'm in the Kaiba mindset. Yeah, you got to get in the. There's no worth. Your grandfather's deck has no use. Worthless cards or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> my grandfather's deck has. It's either useless or pathetic. I can't remember. Uh, you might be right. I think it is pathetic, actually. Yeah, because pathetic feels like a word that Kaiba would say. Yeah, that's big Kaiba energy for sure. Big Kaiba. <laughs> it's just. Just such a such a bad boy. Every single arc, his his popped collar just gets bigger and bigger until it's larger than his own head. Oh, and I'm I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, like what it's a chat. like Joey, Seto Kaiba. Like I, those are my favorite fucking characters in that show. Like I, I want to see them do things. I want to see them succeed. I want to watch Kaiba just dunk on people. <laughs> I liked uh, I liked Bokura. I think that was his name, Bokura. Um... The, the guy with the Millennium Ring who would turn into, like, Malik or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was, like, but I liked his nice form. Like, he didn't really do anything. He was, like, at Nice Bokura <laughs> doesn't really have any sort of important role besides just kind of standing around and talking to you. But he's just, like, he's so nice all the time. And he's got his little British accent. And he's just like, oh, hello, Yugi. You're you're fighting those duel <laughs> monsters, aren't you? Oh, capital, capital, keep going. And then, like... Yugi turns around and he's like, yes, I'm actually evil. And then, yeah, they just do that over and over. It's great. And it leads to, like, um, spoilers for the show that's been out for, like, 20 years. But, like, it leads to a really good final battle between Yugi and Merrick. I I believe this is how it ends up going at the end, where it's like, okay, so you can can fight me, but I have Bakura's, like, um, good side here. And if you defeat me, Merrick, then... You are gonna kill good uh, Bakura, whatever his name is. So it's like, oh my god, the fucking stakes! Um, it just happens to be on the tail end of like fucking forty filler episodes. Oh, so Jesus. I, I don't even remember what happened. <laughs> I was so fucking bored at that point. What's a filler episode in Yu-Gi-Oh even like? Like, other than the one where Yugi and and Taya go on a date because that was just cute. But like, what do you do for forty episodes? There, there, uh, there's a, there's a, so right before the final four are about to duel. So you have, um, Kaiba, Joey, Yugi, and, um, Bakura are about to, no, not Bakura, um, Kaiba, Kaiba, Joey, Yugi, Merrick are about to duel. And it's like, whoa, this is going to be sick. And then they go to like a virtual world for like 40 episodes. And Jesus. it's kind of interesting, but like the climax of Battle City is about to happen and then we go on this other adventure where we learn that Kaiba had a stepdad. He had a stepdad? And they didn't get along. Oh. And it's kind of interesting, but it, it like Merrick, the main villain, doesn't do anything. <laughs> like the, like I like when he shows back up, I'm like, "Oh yeah, he was going to destroy the world or something." Right. Okay. Well, I mean, he's got to respect uh, Kaiba's trip down memory lane with his with his hated stepdad. You know, that's important. You got to let yeah. him let him sort out those issues so that he can provide the best duel possible. He's like Goku in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hey, the, there are a lot of great duels in that that series. Mm-hmm. It's just they're on the backs of these fucking like pointless fucking <laughs> arcs. You know, like there's a battle between Joey and Kaiba in Battle City. And it's a good duel, but I don't give a fuck because Yugi is about to battle the guy who's going to, like, destroy the world or something that they're being really nonspecific about. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I don't care about this. It's The episodes, it's literally called, like, it's like five episodes and it's like the battle for third place part five. I'm like, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care about who gets third place. 
I I honestly dream of a future where like you know such life and death uh, conflicts are resolved with something like a video game or a card game or something like that. Like everybody just get, has to get super fucking good at mahjong because that's what determines <laughs> the leaders and rulers of the of the modern world. Yeah, I mean that's my that's one of my favorite things about a lot of shonen anime, where it's like whatever the protagonist is into, like whatever niche thing he likes, the world fucking revolves around. Oh, it's that so thing. good. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, if you can pull that off, like you, I will happily watch the whole fucking thing. Like, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Yoamushi Pedal? No. This is it's an anime about cycling. It's about this this kid. Couldn't tell you his name, but uh, he he's a big nerd and he loves to ride his bike to Akihabara to like you know buy all of his fancy games and figurines and whatever. And it turns out that's a hella long ride and he's got a super shitty bike. So he's just got like Superman legs. Like he's got, he's just the perfect cyclist (laughs) because he's conditioned himself with these like hellish conditions specifically to buy anime figurines. And so he gets into cycling and there's a villain in it uh, who like, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything really like evil. He just, you know, he wants to ride his bike faster than the other guy. Um, but at one point he, he unleashes his evil plan, which is, uh, he rides up next to one of the competitors and he says, Hey man, I don't think you've heard this yet, but your mother just collapsed and they're, they're taking her to the hospital right now. And the guy doesn't, the guy doesn't like get off his bike and call his mom or anything. He's just like, this guy's probably full of shit, but is my mom okay? And he ends up losing because he's distracted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the best i love these super niche villains like somebody yeah. who's trying to control the world with children's card games it's or cycling or soccer or whatever anything like that you do that i'm 100 percent on board yeah you got to have a good villain i i feel like that's an important thing mm-hmm. to like to just shown in general whether it's serious or about some niche topic like the bad guy needs to be somebody who you want to see get defeated totally you know like when when like first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, when Kaiba is being an arrogant asshole, like you want to see him get defeated. Yeah, you know he sent uh, Yugi's grandpa to the hospital because he dueled him so hard. Because he dueled him so hard and ripped up his blue eyes white dragon. There's only yeah, four of those in the of world. Shit. Yeah, no, that first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh is mm, Chef's Kiss. Perfect shonen <laughs> intro. <laughs> God, do you remember like the first time you ever saw that first episode? Like, I was I was taken aback by how fucking radical the first episode of Yu Gi Oh was oh, as yeah. a small child. Yeah, no, I um, uh, I I used to do a, a show thing called Good Bad Dub. Oh yeah, and I would like create a terrible dub of anime episodes and I would end up watching these episodes so many times while editing them that I grew to hate them. <laughs> and Yu-Gi-Oh was the only exception. I that's where my like insane love of Yu-Gi-Oh comes from was watching that first episode over and over and being like, "No, this is perfect. This episode is amazing." <laughs> yeah, do you remember the episode? I think this is in like uh it's either like very late Duelist Kingdom. Yeah, I think it is. It's very late Duelist Kingdom. Kaiba has the the prototype duel the dual discs. Uh, where they actually have to throw the thing, you know? And, uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's battling with Yugi and he's about to lose. So he steps back onto a ledge and he's like, if you do this attack, you'll win the game, but I'll end up falling off of this cliff because of the residual shockwave or whatever and I'll fucking die. Like, he was so <laughs> about that shit that he was ready to throw his entire life away 
to win this card game. I aspire to yeah. that. I will die yeah. before I lose this Sonic challenge. I hope you know that. <laughs> like, Stu, you're about to beat my time, and if you do... <laughs> I I I think it's what makes Kaiba such a good villain slash like anti-hero or whatever is like to a comical certain level anything that he's into he believes in 100% and he looks down on people who don't have his weird level of conviction you know like whatever he's doing like you should whatever you're doing you should be the best at it and if you're not the best at it you suck words to live by like, get good the ideal role model, said Okaiba. <laughs> there's, I think it's in one of the the movies or something. There's a part where he has like a water bottle and he like crushes it in frustration and throws it on the ground and is like, "That bottle broke too easily. Um, fire whoever designed it." <laughs> like Chef's Kiss, love that man. Beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> top tier character designs right there. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I've done anything besides uh sonic lately um i've been i've been playing more hades uh recently yeah i i i'm up to like i think 16 or 17 clears at this point um oh shit i don't yeah i I don't want to spoil anything but like you know it's it it honestly looking back on it the the first clear kind of still feels like the first third of the game you know what i mean like there's so much that is left to un like uh, unfold as you continue playing through it. It's it's really, really well done. I like that game quite a bit. Not that I yeah. need to convince anybody of its quality at this point. I mean, it's fucking... No, I think it's a pretty niche opinion to say that Hades is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hot take here, ladies and gentlemen. I think Hades, yeah. pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, I, I finally got through um, whatever, the Chainsaw Man episode. I think I said I was stuck on the fucking butterfly uh, oh, yeah. boss mini boss mm-hmm. finally got through that finally nice. got through that whole level and i even got to what i um what i believe is the quote-unquote like final boss of the clear i don't know for sure i don't want to spoil anything but i got to him and i fucking lost like just barely and so i haven't played since i i i, I get the feeling you're probably right about who the last boss is because they make it fairly obvious um yeah, yeah. that's a that's it's a butterfly one. ball too yeah, yeah, the second butterfly ball. That's the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the the tiny vermin in the uh, in the satyr uh, tunnels. That's definitely the last mm-hmm. boss. Um, yeah, yeah, very tough. That's really like the <laughs> ultimate. Like, were you actually thinking when you assembled your build? Because if you just got a lot of nonsense or just focused on getting big numbers, like, hey, the last boss will will fuck you up quite a bit. Yeah, no, I dude, I almost had him, and it was with a build I did. It's like. I don't know, like a joke. Like I had the shield and I made, I got, I don't remember what upgrades I had, but it was like, I could throw the shield and I just did like a ton of damage. Like Ooh. I had all these buffs on it and I was like, so I just have to keep throwing the shield. That's my only fucking strategy. <laughs> <laughs> and it almost worked. Honestly. Yeah. I've had, uh, maybe not with the shield, but I've definitely had spear runs like that where it's like, I am never going to press the regular attack button. I'm just staying full screen and throwing this shit every single yeah. chance I get. I, I I think the spear might be my I think the knuckles are my favorite weapon, but I think the spear is the one that I do the best with. I definitely do the best with the rail gun. Uh that's like or whatever the fuck they call it. Um Yeah. You can the Gears get, of War gun. Yeah, yeah, the the Gears of War gun, quite so. Uh there's um like a lot there's of course there, there's a lot of upgrades you can get to the um 
the special, um, like the the little grenade that it launches, and then I yeah. also get the Dionysus uh, sp- spell or cast or whatever, where it's also a grenade, and so it's just nonstop explosions of just pressing like special grenade, special grenade, special grenade, like constantly, <laughs> and so I don't need to aim or think or anything. I just do that yep. until everything in the room is dead. It's perfect. Works every I've, time. I've gotten that combo too. It's it's really because it, it's what like the hangover. Mm-hmm. Uh, condition or whatever it's so good yeah yeah oh. you get the hangover on that no it's the um it's the the it's the haze the the party haze or whatever on the on the cast and then yeah hangover on the on the special oh, yeah. yeah okay so i didn't know this for the so the mirror you could upgrade it so that you get like other like you upgrade the mirror itself so that you can add a bit like it, you know it goes from like five abilities to 10 to 15 mm-hmm. all that when we recorded Chainsaw Man, which was last year, um, I did not know you could upgrade the mirror. Oh, yeah, that's that's an important one. <laughs> that's a huge, huge one. Yeah, it, it makes the magic stuff actually good. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot that you can you still uh, have yet to unlock that you can that you can upgrade. Um, I won't yeah. spoil anything, but hang on. I mean, I don't know that there's, there's much that you can use them for yet, but uh, hang on to your Titan's blood. Um, yeah. Get as much of that as you possibly can, because that'll that'll be invaluable pretty soon here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just sitting on all this fucking darkness resource. I'm like, wow, I guess I'll continue to upgrade stuff, but I don't really need it. And then it was like, <laughs> I, I like scrolled down and I hit, I was like, wait, what? And then I've been just upgrading the mirror ever since. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, Hades. Love, love Hades. Big fan. Good job, yeah. Super Giant. Yeah. Except that yeah. I don't know if you actually heard about this or if we talked about this during the Chainsaw Man episode. Uh, apparently, Super Giant was using um, they were using community translators, like basically people in their Discord or whatever, helped translate the game, uh, and they didn't really hire a professional to like edit the translations or anything. So like, oh. apparently, if you play that game in like Spanish or Italian or whatever, it's like the dialogue is just completely butchered. So minus one point oh. to them for that. But gameplay wise, fantastic. Chef's kiss, nothing to improve on. It's just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's like, there's worse problems to have and all that, but that is a shame. Worse problems know. to have when you're an English speaker. That's for sure. Yeah. Eat yeah. shit I- everybody <laughs> else ever. Ha. <laughs> That's a fair. That's a fair point. I would but, say you so. know, as an American, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and also Canadian and British and uh, South African and a lot of other countries can hang too. But most importantly, Americans, <laughs> <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, Ireland, Scotland, uh, a lot of other places. But still. Yeah, I think I think people in Scotland and Ireland speak English. I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah. They say they speak English. Not convinced. <laughs> that's that's mean. I like I like those accents just fine. Um, but yeah. I do too, but like I've I've watched a movie that like it was like it was like an Irish it was a mo- movie made in Ireland and I, I had to watch it with subtitles. <laughs> oh, um was this on was it on Netflix or whatever? I think I know the movie you're talking about. This was like, uh, I mean, maybe, but I, this was a, like a long time. This was when, this is 12 years ago when I saw it. So Ah, I have no idea. Maybe not then. (laughs) I don't, I don't remember the name of the movie either, but yeah. I mean, shit, there's, there's plenty of American dialects that I have a hard time understanding as well. So that's fair. Yeah. Like if you, I've met people with like 
really, really, really intense, like, um, South Carolina accents, and that can be difficult. That can be a tough one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's always tough. Yeah, I, I... I always struggle a bit with that kind of stuff too. Like I worked, you know, retail for like eight years. Mm -hmm. And if somebody came in and like they had an accent or something that like, like I have kind of bad hearing uh, just from, I I used to play the drums and when I would practice playing the drums, I would use my iPod and play along with those, which meant I had to crank up my iPod Mm -hmm. all the way. So I blew out my fucking hearing (laughs) in high school. Um, So when, when somebody has like a really like distinct accent or something, I, on top of my bad hearing, struggle with that a bit and like working retail i would there were times where i'd be like helping a customer and i'm just like i don't know what this person they're speaking english i don't know what they're saying to me and i don't want to be rude i just (laughs) don't know what they're saying yeah it's tough yeah and like i mean listen there's plenty of other places in the world where we'd probably uh you know elicit similar looks um like Mm. i have i have uh plenty relatives uh in gambia west africa and like the the main language in gambia is english like you know they speak tribal languages and stuff too but like most anybody you meet in gambia like at least know some english so i know i have plenty of my cousins and uncles and stuff like that who have grown up speaking english their whole life and like i'll talk to them and they're giving me this look like i'm growing a fucking second head like what the fuck did you just say (laughs) to me i'm like oh sorry (laughs) no i had um there uh there was this guy who came into the store all the time that I was working at and he had a um he spoke Spanish mm. to everybody who came in and he would teach people some Spanish and whatnot. Oh, nice. And at at the time I was taking a Spanish class and so he came in and I greeted him with you know, in Spanish and he looked at me like I had like fucking killed his family and there was nothing he could do about it except walk away (laughs) he never came back or anything and it shattered my perception of um my ability to speak spanish damn dude what the fuck did you say to him i thought i said hello (laughs) i don't know he always spoke spanish with people i don't know i'm i I know it's hola you know i'm I know, I know I've joked in the past about how I say guacamole, but <laughs> that, that's, you know, how often do you say um, guacamole to people? See, I had to fucking think about it. That's <laughs> like how to actually say it. Become for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we finally watched Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How many? It's it, has it been two episodes now that we've been saying the next episode is about Jujutsu Kaisen? Yeah, we talked about it at the end of Chainsaw Man, <laughs> and then we did the Valentine special. I want to eat your pancreas. That's right. So, that's right. Gotcha. And then we talked about Sonic for an hour. Yeah. So. <laughs> this. Let's be real. This is the Sonic episode. We're not even going to talk about Jujutsu Kaisen. That happens next episode. It's just a footnote. But. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I like, so I was playing Sky Sanctuary the other day, and boy, that one's really yeah. good. <laughs> I feel like this this podcast is really for the the Venn diagram of people who like anime and Sonic. And I'm not saying that's a it, like a small chunk of people, but we we really have like carved out our niche. Yeah, I, like. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like most most Sonic fans probably like anime. I don't think it's the other. It works the other way around. Um, but I mean, you know, Sonic obviously has taken a couple, uh, a couple nods to like, you know, Dragon Ball and things like that. So like, I, I could see the correlation enough. It's the, the Sonic anime yeah, podcast. 
<laughs> That's a good point. I can't imagine somebody being like, oh, dude, I fucking love Sonic. But anime? Anime fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you can see it like, the other way like around. I love anime, person. but I fucking hate Sonic. Yeah, that's a dime a dozen. But, like, nobody yeah. loves Sonic and is like, nah, fuck anime. I don't like that shit. I only watch King of the <laughs> Hill. No way. <laughs> There's a Sonic anime and everything. And a movie. Yeah. No, I yeah, I want to meet somebody who's, like, committed to Sonic and is also, like... But... <laughs> I just, I feel like Drag- that person. Dragon Ball Z is t- awful. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, I have uh, zero basis for this, but I feel like, like, just in my soul, I feel like someone who really loves Sonic and hates anime is, like, probably, probably, like, super right-wing. Like, they're probably hella racist. I don't know why I think that, but they probably are. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could see that. That makes, that, that makes sense. I mean. I think it's just because a lot of Sonic know, people are, like, real deranged myself included yeah yeah it's it's again I, like we're gonna have to think about this i'm not saying we can answer this now but there's i don't know why i just know you're right <laughs> right you just feel it <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i fucking love sonic i hate anime mm-hmm. i stormed the cap <laughs> like <laughs> that's we need to interview that person in prison. Yeah, they're yeah they're That's probably arrested podcast, by yes. now. He, you know, fingers crossed. But we'll go visit them in prison <laughs> with this with a little uh, little notepad and you know figure out figure out how they got to be where they are. <laughs> That'll be our docu series or something. <laughs> All right, so Jujutsu Kaisen. Yes. <laughs> um. So uh, I feel like I always ask you: Do you want to do you want to give the synopsis? Otherwise, I I can do it. Uh, sure, yeah. So Jujutsu Kaisen is about a guy named uh, Yuji Itadori, who is um, just your your typical teenager. Uh, he's got a sick grandfather who he, he you know visits at the hospital, but otherwise he just you know likes kicking it at his high school and uh, hanging out with his friends in the um, the occult club after school. Things like that. Um, also, he can, he's like incredibly strong and fast, like better than any gold, like gold medal Olympic person. Uh, just, yeah, very talented. Yeah, certainly that won't come up later uh, as a plot point. Of course mm-hmm. not. But um, I, I say that, but it, it didn't in these six episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so he meets uh, a jujutsu sorcerer by the name of Megumi Fushiguro. Uh, who is looking for the ring of, uh, God, I'm not going to remember this name, Sukuna something something, uh, real old evil dude. And um, <laughs> turns out the finger has been causing all sorts of issues. There's these cursed ghost demon things terrorizing the school. Uh, Yuji's friends are in danger, and Yuji helps save them, and then uh, through a wacky series of events ends up eating that evil finger and uh, becoming somewhat sort of possessed by the evil guy. Um, but he still maintains control over his own body. So like he can't, uh, the evil guy can't take him over unless he voluntarily gives up control. So, um, yeah, that's the, he has his superpowers. He has his call to action. We're going to go fight some ghosty demon curse things. And yeah. 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 No, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty good premise. It's yeah. It's, uh, you could almost say it's like anime ghostbusters if I had to put it in two words. Uh, yeah. Okay. But not. Not fun, more edgy. <laughs> I mean, I think it's plenty of fun. I shouldn't say not fun. <laughs> yeah, the show, the show is a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but it's also 
fairly edgy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so I guess, yeah, like, like we always do, what is your general impressions of the show? Having just watched the last uh, or the first six episodes, uh, I really, really like it. Um, I don't, I don't think that, and I think I said as much to you while we were watching it. Like, I don't think that this is uh, particularly like Bleach. Like, in kind of broad strokes, it's more or less the same. Like, you know, a spunky high schooler gets superpowers, has to fight demon things. Um, but beyond that, like, I wouldn't call it Bleach-esque, but I would say that Tight Kubo would probably fuck with this a lot. Like, he'd probably really like it. Um, it's got a really <laughs> cool style. The soundtrack is great. The characters are fun. The action and animation in general is fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah, it's great. What do you think? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, I think it's, I think it's really good. I think, um, I don't really have any complaints with it so much as there are a lot of cliches in it. But I'm okay with cliches because they pull them off well. Yeah. So, and it, it, having watched the first six episodes, it seems like it might start to get away from them at a certain point. But uh, I'm very, yeah, I'm intrigued. I think it, I think it's a good show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious to hear what what cliches you're you're talking about there. But maybe that'll that'll come well, up in the episodes. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, just just generally speaking, like they go to a school, you know, like they're you know where it's like this is a fucking ghost curse school. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, you know, the lineup is you know two two guys and one girl, and the one guy's like really positive and fun, and one guy's kind of dark and a little bit edgy, you know, and I feel like it's it's a lot of stuff that we've kind of seen before, but they're still again they're pulling it off very well. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't really then, necessarily consider any of those tropes like to be a bad thing because, like, you know, a, a trope is just like noticing common patterns amongst like different media, right? So, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they are definitely their they feel like their own characters. I never like. While the Yuji no, uh, Nobara and Megumi trio does feel very similar to like Naruto, Sakura, and Sasuke, they do they do feel like their own characters. They just kind of have a similar yeah. dynamic between the three, you know? Yeah, yeah. I and 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 that's just me maybe being a little bit nit, nitpicky with like an issue I have. I think overall, like very solid. Like I, spoiler alert, I loved these first six episodes. So, <laughs> yeah, fucking fucking great, and also fantastic theme song just just wonderful uh so good yeah i listened to it again we we took a little break after watching the first six episodes and uh i listened to the theme song again it's so good (laughs) um the the ending is also very great but like we don't get that until episode two unfortunately yeah yeah yeah, all the, and I feel like a lot of the music side of this show is really good. Like, the theme song has that right combination of, like, it build like, it's exciting, and it builds up, and then, like, it, h- it hits, like, a chorus or something, mm-hmm. and it's just like, ooh, this is so good. The The intro is timed really well with what's happening. Mm, totally. Chef's kiss. Great opening. Yeah. I, I sincerely hope at some point in the show that, like, you know, during a big showdown with whoever... Uh, the the theme song comes in and then like you know shit starts going crazy at like when the chorus comes in, like that's always the yeah. best part of like any anime series to me. And I feel like with such a fantastic op, like you can't you can't afford to not do that at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's to the point that I need it. If that <laughs> doesn't happen, I will feel like I I'll, I'll hold it against the show. Yeah, you know I'll be like this show's great. However. 
they never did this thing. Yeah, squandered and that's where potential. they fucked up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not furious. I'm just disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brought it full circle. <laughs> I don't, and I will be desperately, desperately attempting to work it in a third time in this podcast. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about episode one. Um, so in this episode, uh, we get a, an introduction of the characters. We learn that Yuji is like really talented mm-hmm. and, um, but oh no, the occult club opens a thing that they shouldn't have opened and they get exposed to these, uh, cursed, they're basically like demons and, um, it's up to Yuji and this other guy he just met, uh, named Fushiguro, I think. Yeah. First name Megumi. Uh, he also goes by... Megami, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I saw both names used uh, throughout the show. Um, it's up to basically them to fight it, and in the process, he ends up swallowing the finger of, uh, I have the name, uh, Sukuna? Yes. Who is this very powerful bad dude. Um, but he had four arms, so he had 20 fingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, if you, you know, the fingers are these incredibly cursed objects, so... Uh, yeah, he swallows one of them and gains superpowers. I don't know. That's that's the basic premise of the episode. Yeah, uh, we can we're gonna break it down a little bit more. What what did you think of this ep- episode? Um, I I thought like uh, overall, I think this uh, at least for the first six episodes, I think overall this series has really great pacing. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. episode one is like very indicative of that. Like we get a really good idea for who the main character is. Like the fact that um he's like skipping out on time with his friends or like you know setting up his social life in such a way that he can be there for his grandfather. Like really shows uh, a certain part of his character and how his grand father is always like you know don't keep come visit don't come visit me you should be you know hanging out doing club activities or whatever like that that bond between them is really evident really fast um the action in the first episode is great we get introduced to like you know the the kind of core of the plot like you know these guys versus the demon the the curses um all that yeah great great way to reel somebody in and keep them interested for what's going to come you know in the later episodes fantastic yeah absolutely and um I, I it's like it's such a good introductory episode because it hits like all the right beats. It's not overly explanatory mm-hmm. at this point. Like they're not explaining, you know, uh, a lot of sh- shows like try to sell you on their premise through a lot of exposition. Yeah, you know, and maybe maybe they're a little bit lower budget or just poorly thought out or something like that. But this show really kind of like sells it on its merits, where it's like we're gonna have these fun like. We're gonna have these fun characters, which I was pretty surprised by. I, I, my, uh, well, Tim from pre the Chainsaw Man episode, uh-huh. he talked about the show. He really likes it, and but he was like, yeah, it's pretty edgy. So you know, and I was surprised to see, especially in this first episode, how many fun things kind of happen. You know, there's all these like cutaway gags and things like that. Yeah, totally. A lot happening in the background. Um, Yuji in general is just a really fun guy like he's he's kind of he's got that right like the right sort of like laid back attitude where like you don't think of him as like particularly lazy or mellow he's just like he's just cool and i very much like that and he's a good contrast to this kind of darker world that's going on like there's these cursed demons there's all this really serious stuff and here's this like very fun guy Mm -hmm. who's just trying to do the right thing totally totally um but the the fucking star of this show is like so you got these fun characters you've got all this good animation and stuff like that the action scene towards the end of the first episode i did it once before and i'll do it again chef's kiss <laughs> so good 
Yeah. It, it, it's Studio Mappa who's done, I know, um, Do- I'm going to fuck up the name, but Doro Hidoro is, um, is a really, it's on Netflix. It's like got that weird Netflix animation, but it's Studio Mappa and they fucking kill it yeah. on it. And the action in that show is really good. I would argue even better in this one. Uh, yeah, I actually haven't finished, um, Doro Hey Doro, the, uh, anime just yet. But yeah, like, it's, it's, as you said, like, Studio Mappa has really, like, and I guess they're not, they're not, like, I just actually looked them up, and they only started doing stuff in 2012, apparently. Um. Oh, shit. Yeah, but they have really stepped into a class all their own as far as, uh, animation goes. I mean, um, even like, you know, they did stuff like Punchline, they did stuff like Yuri on Ice, they did, uh, Kids on the Slope, oh. all this, uh, Hajime no Ippo, like, all this stuff that's, like, really, really great, if not fighting, then, like, you know, just cool action stuff, like, as far as showing people doing, like, cool dynamic action stuff, regardless of, you know, w- what context it is, like, they absolutely kill it every single time, and this is not even just no exception like this is a shining example of that like every time somebody goes to throw down it's fucking fantastic there has not yeah. been a bad or boring fight yet yeah the impacts all hit really hard um the the motion is super good they do this kind of like rough animation kind of thing with like the character outlines mm-hmm. when they're moving really quickly and it gives it this like kind of sense of like intensity um as they're they're moving that I I love. Oh yeah. You know? I I they're they're killing it on on movement and action. And as a guy who only vaguely understands how like animation budgets and whatnot work, they they seem to be doing a really good job at minimizing the budgetary costs of the parts that aren't action, you know? Yeah. Like they'll have parts where somebody's explaining something and um they cut away to basically what is just a still image that with like uh, a, a slight animation to it, mm-hmm. you know, and it just it it works, you know, it's, it doesn't seem like it's super expensive to do, but it, it adds to that scene. It adds adds to the, the exposition that's happening. Um, yeah, they really seem to know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And they, they always do it in such a way that like um, in those moments, it doesn't really feel like like cutting corners. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Even even if it's something that, like, yeah, theoretically probably didn't take as long to animate as something like, you know, some crazy punch sequence or something like that. Even though it's, like, you know, easier on the animator, like, how many drawings they have to do. Like, it's really, really well thought out and well framed and well timed and everything that you don't even think yeah. about it like that. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, you know, there's yeah, others, absolutely. like, say, One Punch Man Season 2, like, where... Every time you see a character just standing perfectly still, only their mouth is moving against the static background for like thirty seconds. It's like, yeah, they just didn't. They just didn't have the time or money or manpower or whatever to actually make this good, right? So they just had to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the show doesn't feel cheap when it does these like, you know, budget saving things. Like I had to look for them with like the mind on like, oh, that's a really smart way to probably save some money. Mm-hmm. So smart, yeah, really very smart show totally um but yeah episode one is fantastic uh i i like uh it's you know uh it builds up there's some good action there's some really like the the when the grandpa dies the the following parts are really well shot where he has to like tell the nurses that his grandfather's dead Mm -hmm. and he's like holding back tears and things like that um just really like well paced well like really good shots of what they show during those parts 
Yeah. It's good. Um, I also really like during the grandfather's death where, like, it, basically the grandfather's last words are, like, sort of the, the core mantra of, like, you know, what, what Yuji's going to be working towards as a character is, like, you may not be able to save the world or help everybody else, but, like, you know, at least try to help the people around you do what you can and, like, you know, at the end of your life, die a worthwhile death or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And that's something that he's constantly, like, repeating throughout, like, I think he probably mentions or calls back to that, like, each and every episode, or at least very frequently. <laughs> um, yeah, just, like, again, they really use, like, all the time they have really, really well to, like, you know, build the the world and the characters and everything, even if it feels like a goof, or even if it feels like something that's, like, you know, more, more low-key. Like, they're always, you know, adding to the story as opposed to just, like, faffing around for a few minutes before the, the next big thing happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I like it, too, because, like, at the time, I was like, okay, the grandfather is only here to, like, you know, explain the theme of the show or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how the context of it changes across the show, too, where he's like, I need to die a worthwhile death. But he's also possessed by this demon, uh, you know, sorcerer, wizard guy. Like, can he even die a good death or will he come back controlled by this terrible being, you know? Um you know that's that's kind of getting into some of the later episode stuff, but I, I feel like it's it's interesting that his core value is kind of twisted by the end of this, at least by the end of the sixth the sixth episode. Yeah, and if I had to take a guess, I mean, it seems as though that's something they're playing a little more fast and loose on because, like, I think it's mentioned at one point, um, either speaking to Sukuna directly or speaking about Sukuna, like. Um, they're like, oh yeah, well, if Yuji dies and Sukuna dies with him, but then other people are like, uh, well, I mean, the his other, you know, eighteen fingers or whatever still carry his soul in them. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So like, but then later on, Yuji goes like, hey, I know you don't want to die, so let's not, you know, die together in this place. So like, I don't know how that's gonna go on and affect it, and if they're going to you know, harken back to those things when they actually, like, lay out how this all works. Um, but I'm interested to see how that dynamic carries on. Yeah, yeah, I feel like they've, they've got a lot of room to play with it, and they're they're willing to, I don't know, like, kind of, like, cut to some hard stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the show, apparently, like, the first few episodes get kind of edgy by the end of it, but I've it feels like they, they could really push things as time goes on. Yeah, totally. Ooh. But first episode's really good. Um, I like at the end. So this is the other thing with the show is that there's these fingers of this powerful sorcerer, uh, uh, what, uh, Sukuna, who's like, if you swallow his fingers, he'll like possess you, but you also get his power. And Mm -hmm. what makes Yuji impressive is that he can hold back the possession. (laughs) He swallows that finger like it's nothing. Like if I had to swallow a human finger, I'd take a second. (laughs) Uh, it's yeah it, he swallows it like it's like a whole fucking hot dog just like oh <laughs> there it goes i mean like we've <laughs> talked about there's there's guys out there that can do that yeah no i we got to thinking about when he swallowed the finger we got talking about that that video where the dude like swallows hot dogs and spits them back <laughs> we're up. gonna go viral with this one <laughs> that noise he makes is just going to be fucking etched into my memory for it's, all time. Just that, like, what? it's so good. It's so and gross. I I feel like that. I don't want to say we probably maybe we just ruined it for other people, but like I can only think of those fingers as hot dogs <laughs> for the rest of the show. <laughs> That's the real sorcery here. This hot dog shooting. <laughs> Number one hot dog shooter right there. 
Can you wait in the YouTube? You can you can put like I know it's usually static images, but can you put can you put like a little it, like animation of that guy doing his hot dog thing in the in the corner like while we while we talk? Yeah, about, hell yeah. Well, the only thing to avoid like uh, to make it fair use, we have to review it real quick. So I'll just say like, wow, that guy's really good at swallowing hot dogs whole and then also spitting them up. He sure shoots a mean dog. Honestly, if he if he <laughs> knocks on my door right now and asks me to marry him, I would say yes. Yeah, I mean, how could? And then he would hock up a hot dog that has a wedding with ring, ring on. on it. <laughs> oh God! Well, you want to get into episode two, or you want to take a minute? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, <laughs> episode two. Um, what the fuck happens in this one? So this one is where we we meet. Uh, I didn't actually write down his name. Uh, or uh, Gojo. Yes. Who is this? Who's a wonderful character? He's like the mentor of the show. He's two great tropes combined into one he's got a blindfold on but apparently vision is no problem for him Mm -hmm. and he's also like very powerful and very casual yeah and it's just oh it's such a wonderful combination when uh possessed uh yuji tries to fight him and he's just dunking on the dude the whole time like he throws a punch and then like the guy just teleports out of the way. So good. I I love Gojo. Yeah, uh, Gojo. Yeah, the part where where like possessed Yuji throws a punch at him and he like does the whole you know teleports behind you thing and then like mm-hmm. says something like uh, because Fushiguro is also like hanging around there and he's like my students watching right now so I'm gonna show off a little bit. I hope you understand. Like that is such a cool line. This is yeah. like, yeah, I love the the cool, you know, martial arts sensei type character like Kakashi from Naruto. And like this dude may be the the coolest one. I don't know. I can't think yeah. of a cooler one. I I'm I'm with you. I because I, I'm a you know, I'm a big uh, My Hero fan and I love All Might who kind of fits that mentor level. But it's a very different kind of feel. Yeah, like, this dude is very confident and hasn't even shown off. I feel like a quarter of his power. Totally. Um, I like All Might as well, but, like, he could stand to be a little more... And, like, it would undermine his character to do so, but, like, you know, if he was, a li- if he was like, 50% more casual about what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be, yeah, it'd be great to have a part where, like, All Might just dunks on a dude hella hard. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's this dude. He's the, he's the All Might of just dunking on people. <laughs> um, but so his, so his whole thing is he, um... Is there to kind of test to an extent um, Yuji and his ability to withhold uh, Sukuna, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> and so the rest of the episode is him kind of t- saying like, okay, you're gonna come to this special curse school where we're gonna like train you in fighting curses, yep. and um, this is this is kind of where like what I was saying about the cliches, like okay. Of course, they're going to a school where they're going to learn how to fight curses. Like every fucking shonen anime oh, does course. this, where it's like, "What's the thing you're into? You're going to the school that is about that thing." Mm-hmm. And I, I rolled my eyes a bit, but I do like it. Like they don't do a bad job with it, so it's not like it's a bad thing that they go this route. It's it's really the easiest way to like establish this ensemble of characters you know what i mean like you've got yeah. so many different characters with all their different powers and weapons and styles and all that stuff like it's a real like 
uh, fighting game roster kind of thing. And it's kind of like how I how I judge uh, like an ensemble cast like this is like, would I want to play a fighting game starring these people? And yes, I absolutely would. It's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's it's an easy way to get there. It's it's a good way of establishing like power hierarchies too. Like you can have um, moments where they explain things to the students. You can show that like the professors. Uh, the teachers Mm -hmm. and like there's even the principal in this episode you can kind of establish like oh yeah they're more powerful why because they teach at the school that the powerful main characters are learning from yeah no that's a really good point that really like you know it kind of um it basically establishes the same thing that that stuff like power levels do in like dragon ball z like you know it it, Mm -hmm. gives you a really easy shorthand for who's going to like not only who's going to be more powerful than who or but like why it matters when one person ends up besting another. Like, you know, when, when Yuji ends up doing something cool at the school later, then people are going to be like, what? He's only a first year. How can he have so much power? Something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and yeah. that makes it yeah. hit more, hit harder. Exactly. And you know, like, um, spoilers for episode six, but you know when, like, Gojo is, uh, or did I say it? Well, yeah, when it. Gojo gets into a fight with a guy, it's like, oh, this is going to be a fucking serious fight. Oh, yeah. Because we've seen the fights previous, and we know Gojo is more powerful than the characters we've seen already. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think the school format is good. It's cliche, but it's very good. Totally. And, like, that's, that's kind of the thing about this show is, like, I don't think any one particular thing it does is, um, you know, particularly groundbreaking or anything. It's just doing everything really well. Yeah, and if you want to fault a show for, like, having cliches, like, I, I don't think you can do it with this one. It's like, sure, there's cliches, but it's doing them all really well. Yeah. Uh, so, episode three uh, is where we introduce the, the third character of our trio of heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, her name? Nobara Kugisaki. Kugisaki, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a really cool character. Um I really like her design. Like, she seems like a very, like, tough person. Yeah. Like, the, the way they kind of, like, build her out and whatnot. I, I really like the way, um, like, she carries herself throughout the show. But I also like she's really fun. Like, she's like, I want to go to Tokyo. And she gets along with um, Yuji in that they both love Tokyo. And they're both excited about all of these, these things happening yeah. there. They have a lot of really great, like, cutaway, sort of, like, chibi uh, fun things that they like that they do, and it, and I like those cutaways because it's like here's this really like dark show about fighting like spirits and things, and here's these like fun little moments between these two characters. Totally, yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I really like Novara's character quite a bit. Um, I, I especially like how like out of the bunch, she seems like kind of the the most overtly tough one, but they don't mm-hmm. they don't depict that at the expense of her femininity. You know what I mean? Like, she's not this, like, um, she's not somebody who's like, I'm not like other girls or like, you know, does the whole, like, you know, I don't want to be girly kind of thing. Like, you know, she, she has plenty of moments where like, you know, she's sort of indulging in that feminine side of herself, but at the same time, like she'll fuck you up in an instant and not feel bad about it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's not just, um, like a male character that they've like repurposed or whatever, you know? Yeah. No, she, she is very much her own, type of character and yeah she's she's great i was i mean like when she shows up at the end of episode two i was like okay yeah here's the the combo here's the trio all right show you have the school thing <laughs> but i honestly i really ended up loving her character yeah. like she, they they do i feel like a, a fairly unique thing like she's a very 
fun and varied character. Mm-hmm. Plus, her her power is just really really cool. Like the the she basically takes out nails and a hammer, and then she hits the nails with the hammer and like charges them with curse energy or whatever, and they like act as super bullets, and it's sick. Also, she has voodoo dolls. Yeah, no, she she's a really cool character. We, <laughs> when she pulls out the hammer and nails, I I remember both of us being like, oh, she has like Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. She's gonna. <laughs> She's gonna, you know, just go to the the construct the hardware store and like that's her whole get up. And it's it's more of a like voodoo doll sort of thing mm-hmm. with her stuff. And I like that. You know, I like that the the show is not just using curse energy as like just the power level of like the generic shonen abilities, but is instead um tying it in with like what is associated with curses. Totally. You know? Um, there's a lot of like doll stuff in these first few episodes. Oh. So I didn't really think about that with, um, what's his name? Uh, with Megami's like powers as well. Like, you know, stuff like the, um, the dogs that he summons could be kind of like, I'm sure that's like a bad omen in some culture or another. You know what I mean? Like they're pulling from like mm-hmm. actual, uh, like occult curse stuff, um, in their, in the way that they set up these powers. And that's really interesting. Actually. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that they, they're they not just abandoning the theme for the sake of, like, an easy kind of shonen thing, you know? Totally. It's like, yeah, this is a show about curses and evil stuff. Let's have all these curses and evil stuff, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah, another point for Jujutsu Kaisen. Very well thought out. <laughs> but yeah, it's, so episode three, simple, simple premise, simple ending, but great characters and all that. It really carries it through. Yep. Um. And it, it's good, too, because so episode four is where things kind of start to go south. Um, the the characters are sent to investigate this place that has the the highest grade of curse in it. Uh, special grade, I believe it's called. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's, that's as h- hardcore as it gets. And things really go south for them. And it's, it's nice on the back of episode three where you see... How well, like, they, they kick the shit out of these curses. Oh, yeah. Like, they fuck up the curses in episode three. But um, episode four, yeah, things are fucking hardcore. They're like, uh, like, one of the, their advisor is basically like, if you encounter the special great curse, either run or die. Like, don't fight. Yeah. Like, you're not going to win. And I really like the little the little infographic he had, like, showing the different ranks of demons. Like, level one, you're probably fine if you had, like, a baseball bat. Level two, uh, a knife will be fine. Level three, handgun. Yeah, like, grade, four, grade four, three. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, this demon that they're, that, or the curse that they're about to, to, you know, rumble with is, like, you might have a chance if you had a full airstrike of cluster bombs. Like, then you might be able to survive. <laughs> That's who they're going up against. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even footing with cluster bombs. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, I I like I like the grade system and it was it was like a, it was a good visual and it was a good way of establishing uh power, which I think is important in a shonen show like this. Is like what is somebody's power relative to another's? Yeah. You know, how do I know what the stakes are in this fight Mm -hmm. where anybody can show throw lasers or do weird things like how do I know how laser boy compares with missile boy you know yeah totally um it's a nice it's it works like especially because like you know we're gonna get to know that for 
the actual characters. But, like, a lot of these curses that they fight, well, they, you know, uh, uh, well, somebody's going to die, and it's not going to be the main character, usually. So, yeah, it's going to be the, the curses that they fight. You got this, like, one chance to show how they fit. Um, and so that, like, gives us a really good shorthand for, like, okay, this guy's a level three. It's going to be, like, that difficult. Okay, cool. Got it. It's good, too, because, like, by episode six five six something like that there's a there's an enemy who shows up and this guy rates him as as strong as like eight or nine fingers oh, of yeah. uh, sukuna and it's like well we know how powerful one finger is mm-hmm. because that's how powerful this guy in episode uh four is he's one finger who's able to kick the shit out of the main characters yeah. you know so here's a guy who's eight or nine and he's going after gojo like oh it also it also really like kind of sets the um again going back to power scaling like uh Yuji aside from his own natural abilities has two uh, I guess by the end of episode 5 he has three fingers like he has ingested three of them and yeah. so he is three fingers and has like you know that's you know sort of his his uh for Bleach it's Hollow Ichigo for Naruto it's the the nine-tailed fox demon like you know every every main character of a shonen has some sort of like fallback when shit really 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 hits the fan they gotta go all out you know mob mob hits 100 or naruto unleashes the demon fox whatever like you know they have this thing where like oh i gotta go all out boom i'm gonna win and yuji's happens to be a third of the strength his his number one all out top 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 power level is a third of what we're going up against and we know that yeah. out the gate. Yeah, it's it's also interesting too because his fucking all out also involves a demon who wants to like kill everyone. That too. You know, it's it's like if Deku All Might was like a super villain, <laughs> you know, and like if he used All Might's powers, he had to kill civilians or something like that. Oh, that'd be that'd be kind of raw. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, it'd be it'd be way too hardcore. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, but I bet there's something like that in Darker Than Black. That sounds like the, the kind of thing that would show up there. Yeah, maybe. I, I got most of the way through Darker Than Black and then just didn't finish it for no good reason. Yeah. Like I do with all anime where I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is a great show. I've watched a bunch of episodes. Time to never watch it again for no reason. Yeah, I'm I'm 10 or 11 episodes into Yuri on Ice, and I loved every episode, and I haven't finished it yet, because I'm an idiot. Yeah. That's just how it is. Okay, side tangent. I feel like maybe it's the problem that there's so much good anime out there that it's very easy to get distracted. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, every season. Like, when a good live-action show, we get, like, I don't know, four a year, you know? Sure. Like, HBO will have a couple shows, and then you'll learn, like, oh, Netflix did a good job on this one of their 20 shows they put out this year. So there's like four things you need to watch. Anime, every fucking season, there's like three or four things that you should keep your eye on. Yeah. And that's why Japanese TV is just better than America. Glorious Nippon, all hail. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna move to Japan. Um, we are weebing it up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we really are. But like, I mean, you're not wrong. Like there's that, there's... There's a lot of shows that come out, like, you know, every year that, like, I just can't possibly give a fuck about. And, like, there's plenty of anime I can't possibly give a fuck about. Like, you know, far, far dozens every season. But, like, mm-hmm. there's at least, you know, three or four that, like, I should be watching. And I know I should be watching. And even though I don't, like, you know, pay attention, like, each and every season like I used to, like, I know that there's some excellent shit from any given season if I want to look into it. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like that's the thing with this podcast too, is like there are shows that we're both like, dude, this show is incredible. We need to watch more of it. And I haven't even like I've watched I think two more episodes of Doctor Stone after being like, <laughs> Yeah, I like Doctor Stone. Um I think Keep Your Hands Off Azokin was like one of the only ones that I finished. I'll be honest, I don't think I've finished a single... Oh my god. I don't think I've finished a single series that we've talked about on this, on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, like, With the exception of Chainsaw Man, because we finished it prior to recording. Right, yeah, yeah, uh, Like, I'm trying... Okay, let's see. Wait, no, I did finish Gargantia, because I did that years and years before we actually did the episode on it, so... Yeah, and I guess... I, okay, and to be fair, like, so we got Gargantia. I didn't finish it. Sounds like you did. Mm-hmm. I finished Keep Your Hands Off Azokin. Yep. You didn't. Neither of us will ever finish the original Eat Hell Man. no. Um, I finished the first season of Tower of God and fucking wish I didn't. <laughs> um, that, I think I was, uh, side note, I don't think I talked about this on the podcast. Um, I, I, I think I had the highest praise at the end of Tower of God. You did. And, and I got to the end of it i i was like you know i'll watch the rest of the show maybe i'll talk about it at some point now's the moment i hate that show it's terrible <laughs> it's so bad by the end of it it's it's like oh my god like it went from the guy who was like no i think it's a good show guys really give it a chance no fuck that show fuck tower of god <laughs> awful i feel like I a lot of people really having like spent time too. on it. Ugh. yeah but yeah, we didn't finish Genji Ito collection because we didn't like that one. Oh, no. We're never going to finish Space Brothers because no. uh, that's like 90 episodes. Too long. Doc- Dr. Stone, we should finish at some point. And that's that's it. It's, you know, it's only a few episodes that we need to fi- shows that we need to finish from the podcast. The new, the new <laughs> season of Dr. Stone, I think that's going on right now. Or maybe it was going on last season. Something like uh, that. I think I think it's going on right now, but I don't keep up with anime anymore because I only watch anime for the podcast these days. It feels like honestly, I used to like I used to I used to watch like my my buddy Garrett and I. We would have a day where we just get together and watch every single new episode of anything coming out, didn't matter what. And then like yeah. from there, like anything that seemed interesting, keep going. And so like I was watching like several mm. several series every single few months, and honestly, it was exhausting. I could not even. Imagine, you know, now that I work full time and have other responsibilities and things, I couldn't imagine ever doing that again. But what a time. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, it's hard, too, because like I feel like shows like that are really good on like HBO. Like I, I've been watching Watchmen and stuff like that Ooh. or like Lovecraft Country. Like you can kind of watch those on the side, right? Like you could be working on homework or work or whatever, and you can you can get through it. Anime, because it's in a language I don't speak, I you know, I have to pay attention to it. So it, it does slow down getting through things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And dub dubs, I mean, for one, are often not available on release and also yeah. aren't great. Oh, well, sometimes. I mean, they're getting better and better, I, but, you know. I, I disagree. I, like, yeah, because I feel like fun. Like, I've, I've subscribed to Funimation a number of times yeah. and I watch their stuff and I think it is pretty good. I, I prefer the dub of... Uh, my hero to the sub of my hero. I've watched the dub of my hero. It's it's fine. Um, Chris, Christopher Sabat does an incredible All Might, and I can't have any other voice as All Might. I didn't realize that was him, actually. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Oh, it's it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I um, um like way back in the day, like you know, in the in the nineties or whatever. Like obviously, most dubs were pretty awful because like 
you know, it, anime wasn't as popular in the West. There just wasn't the money to be thrown at it or, like, you know, the talent in that yeah. pool, you know. Uh, so, like, it makes sense that, like, a lot of, you know, dubs from the 90s and beyond are, like, really bad. Uh, nowadays, though, like, my main beef with dubs is they try to make things a little too relevant and palatable to, like, you know, a 20-year-old a in the year 2020. You know what I mean? So, okay, so this is a side tangent from the rest of the thing. But I, I feel like... If you can watch a sub, you probably should. But I th- I feel like I I like where a lot of dubs are going these days. Um, there was there was a controversy a while back that made me watch the whole show. But there's there's a show called like My First Girlfriend Is a Gal or something like that. Okay. And it got a lot of controversy. I feel like maybe because... I heard that name. <laughs> well, it, yeah, it, it it was it had a controversial dub. Because in one of the episodes, um, there's a character who refers to other people as an SJW cuck. And that's the words they use. And a lot of people got upset because, like, that's obviously not what the person was saying um, or not what the translation is. Yeah. Right? And I was like, but I don't know. It feels like it fits. Like, I watched that scene out of context and I was like... I don't know. I feel like it like that terminology fits that scene. And I like I'm okay with people who are making the dubs taking liberties with what the characters are saying cuz I, you know, Japanese and English are very different languages. Having used Google Translate to translate a ton of Japanese uh to do good bad dub like yeah, the, a lot gets lost in translation, just a ton. So you can never have like a direct one-to-one English to Japanese. So I am okay with people taking, a, like trying to get the intent of a scene across, even if the words are completely different. Yeah, uh, I, I like, I, I'm not really close enough to this whole community to like really, you know, speak on it very much. But like, I know there's a lot of like translation versus localization kind of thing like you know are are you just trying to like translate the words as straight as possible or are you trying to make it make sense to someone from another culture and for me mm-hmm. like maybe it's just because of like you know how i grew up watching anime which was like in fucking 240p with those like shitty yellow subtitles on janky ass pirate <laughs> websites uh that kind of thing like for me, I really enjoyed having, like, if somebody said a word I didn't know or, like, you know, mentioned something from a cult, like, you know, from Japanese culture or whatever that I didn't really understand, I enjoyed learning about it. And, like, I guess I don't really enjoy it as much when they try to, like, dumb it down to my level. Like, the the number one thing I can think of is, like, uh, in... You ever see High School of the Dead? Yeah. Um, the part where they get to uh, the teacher's house or whatever, and she's got all the guns there. Uh, mm-hmm. In the dub of that anime, the main character says, whose house is this? Sarah fucking Palin? Because, like, you know, it was, like, close enough mm-hmm. to the 2008 elections that I guess that mattered. Um, and, like, for... Or <laughs> two, was that 20... Was that 20, 2008 or 2012? Whatever. Um, you know, it was close enough that that was relevant. And, like... I heard that and, like, gagged. I was like, why the fuck? I don't want to... That's just such a weird thing for me to hear, like, an anime talking about Sarah Palin. I don't want to think about Sarah Palin, you know? (laughs) I... See, I'm I'm more okay with that kind of stuff, but... And this is... 
this is a dumb maybe bias to have in anime but like if someone did that in something like um evangelion i would be upset Hmm. if someone does it in kind of a, a show that's I don't know, for lack of a better term, like kind of trashy or just like something that we're not going to remember for the rest of our <laughs> lives, right? Like I I enjoyed my time with my girlfriend is a gal. But if someone was like, oh, should I watch that? I'd be like, no, you're you're fine. Oh, sure. Like it's it's OK, but you don't need it's not a must fucking watch. Yeah. Um, and I'm OK with people taking liberties in with shows like like strong liberties like that with shows Um that just aren't aren't these classics and whatnot because it it also kind of makes the dub a bit more magical even if it is kind of terrible it's like wow that's a weird fucking line it kind of makes me want to watch the the dub because of how weird it is (laughs) that's fair yeah and like i i certainly wouldn't want anybody to use like that you know what i was just saying as like an argument against dubs or anything like that like that's very much a personal preference don't take anything i i say as you know like anything close to right or credible. Cause that's just going to get you nowhere. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess it's, it's more or less like, you know what I come to anime for. Like there's many things that I really enjoy about the medium, but like, you know, one of those things is kind of learning about like uh, how a culture I know very little about sees itself and sees the world around it. You know, like I think that's really interesting. Um, yeah. So the more you try to dilute that for my Western sensibilities, the more like frustrated I'm going to get with it because that's not like, you know, what I'm here for, so to speak. I, I agree because it is fun learning about um, like I, I feel like as a, as a as an American who kind of grew up like in a very like bubble sort of world. Um, I look at a lot of like Asian stuff in the same way that fucking you know weeaboos like van gogh or whatever did where it's like whoa what's this exotic world that's so different from mine or whatever and it is fun getting closer to that culture and realizing like how similar things are how different they look at things certain things and whatnot um i just kind of go back and forth like i i think dubs are fun and you know special in their own right but also other times like i do want i like when i watch evangelion even a dub i want the the emotion of those scenes to be carried through. yeah like if evangelion had a very timely reference in it i would lose my shit because (laughs) that's that's a classic that is something like when you're making a dub you need to make something that's going to stand the test of time for like a hundred years like that's how important that show is yeah and it sounds like Netflix didn't quite uh, land that as well as they would have liked. But I, I guess we'll find yeah, out more about I, that I, when I, we do our Evangelion Master episode. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, we're going to honestly, I want to go fucking deep on that ev- inevitable fucking Evangelion. Look, we need to do a fucking like uh, what's his face? Like Tim Rogers episode, like six hours long. Oh, yeah. Just talking about Evangelion. I, I fully intend to watch an experience like every I mean, obviously not every single piece of Evangelion media because there's far, probably far too much but like anything I can get my grubby little paws on I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hastily consume for that episode because yeah because it's Evangelion yeah. you know yeah no I've I own the I got the the DVDs for like a fucking steal at a fucking anime flea market 
and uh, I, oh, it's, so I can watch the original. I can watch the fucking Netflix version because I know someone who has Netflix. Like, ah, <laughs> I'm fucking ready. Oh, you're watching both um, the DVDs and the and the Netflix shit. I might have to borrow those DVDs from you when you're done. You can you can borrow my Cowboy Bebop Blu-ray in the meantime. <laughs> Perfect. I don't have a Blu-ray player, but I'll just hold on to it for collateral. Well, somebody's got a PS4, right? <laughs> that can play Blu-ray. That's how I do it. <laughs> um. Okay, so we were talking about jujitsu, uh, right? Oh yeah, jujitsu. <laughs> yeah. I love jujitsu. I like it when they do put them in like the headlock and stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. So, so we were talking about this while we were watching the episode. Like, I thought jujitsu. So the spelling is J U J U T S U. Yes. And I thought when Tim recommended the show to me that it was jujitsu, like the fighting style, kaisen. Well, and fun fact, actually, ju. What we understand as jujitsu is actually a, a lot of people in like Japanese will spell it jujutsu. Uh, jutsu simply oh. means like, um, like technique or style or you know whatever. Um, so like, yeah, like kenjutsu. Ken means sword, and jutsu means so it's like you know sword swordsmanship or whatever. Oh. You know, like you can apply that to like whatever. Um, I'm, yeah. So it is. <laughs> I'm glad it is one of us knows way. something about Japan. What's that? <laughs> or Japanese? I'm glad one of us knows something about Japan slash Japanese language. <laughs> I mean, I I, I, I don't know that do much not. about Japan or the Japanese language. You know, besides what a couple college classes can teach you. But I did spend a few years in martial arts where I learned that. So oh, yeah. oh hell yeah! Again, all all of that is way more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I say martial arts. It was boxing. I I met other people who were actually into like you know East Asian martial arts and stuff who taught me things. So, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. What um, we we said okay, time to get back to and then immediately veered off topic again. <laughs> I know, dude. We have so much to talk about this episode. Uh, yeah. Um. Well. Okay, let's let's try to get you through jujitsu, and then we can go wherever we yes. want after that point. Um, so, episode four and five are uh, a, a two-parter with the name "Curse Womb Must Die," <laughs> and that's the fucking greatest name. Um, and it, yeah, so they're basically they're dealing with a special grade uh, curse, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll be okay," and all that. You know, we've got this dog, this wolf. Uh, who will tell us about curses before they get here. Mm-hmm. We'll be fine. And then the dog fucking dies, which I was really upset about. Yeah. And then shit just goes fucking south from there. The fuck, you know, uh, Yuji loses his hand. Um, uh, fucking Kugasaki, like, lo- like gets sent to the puddle dimension. Yeah, which she is gets banished to the shadow realm or something. There's a bunch of heads there. Yeah, and she gets I don't beat know up. what the fuck happened know. to her. But that was, yeah. And it's it's basically like, hey, everybody needs to get out of here because I need to summon um, Sukuna so that I, we can deal with this thing. And then Sukuna gets summoned and is a fucking monstrous badass. <laughs> um, and deals, basically, episodes four and five show how powerful Sukuna is and the power level of a one-finger curse where um, this one-finger curse monster, who's very cool, very well-designed and all that, mm-hmm. um, just kicks the shit out of the three main characters. Just, they never stood a fucking chance against him. Yeah, like, 
truly, truly effortless. I mean, the moment, the moment the dude says, uh, like, hey, that special grade curse in there, you better not fight it. Like, you know what's going on. They're about to go fight that thing. And, like, you know, you kind of expect, like, oh, well, they're gonna, you know, it's gonna be tough, but they'll squeak by with the power of friendship, or they'll, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, no, no, they're absolutely outclassed. They get the shit kicked out of them effortlessly. Yuji loses a hand. What's-his-ass loses a couple of his his curse pets. Um, uh, God, I can't remember any of the fucking names. Kugisaki gets banished to the Shadow Realm. Everything goes to shit instantly. (laughs) There is no chance. And he yep. and this this curse is toying with them the whole time. He's just laughing. It's not it's no big deal. It's another day at the office for him. Yeah, it's not that he's trying to actively kill these characters. He wants he basically wants to torture them, yeah. you know, of like I'm going to just I'm going to kill you. It's just going to take longer than it needs mm-hmm. to. And so yeah, that's why he summons uh you know, the evil spirit man uh Sekuna to possess his body is so that and and second i just dunks on this spirit. oh yeah it's just like uh oh like come on let's you and i evil spirit let's go kill some kids and then when the spirit turns on him he's like all right that was a fucking stupid move and he just <laughs> fucking shits on this dude so hard now now this is where i start getting confused with the power scaling of it because like we were talking about like number of fingers and at this point mm-hmm. yuji has ingested two fingers of sukunat and this thing has one. So, like, naturally, he's going to be stronger. But, like, this version, like, Sukuna having possessed Yuji, like, seems as though he's infinitely stronger. It does not, like, the other guy, it's not just twice as powerful. Like, oh, he's going to give me a little bit of a scuffle, but I'll get through. Like, it's it's like fighting a toddler, you know? Like, absolutely no problem. Yeah. His attacks do nothing. It's just a no-brainer. So I'm wondering, like if that finger metric is a good way to weigh somebody's power. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, that's fair. I, maybe it's like an exponent, exponential thing. Oh, maybe. You know, like that demon's at a level of three, whereas like uh, second is at a level of like nine, you know? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I'm talking out of my ass on that. Uh, but, but, but that's like you know. a good, you know, like I get where you're, where you're, where you're coming from with that. Like there's, you know, the, that... The simple number is not a good way to know, like, exactly how their power levels, like, for lack of a better word, stack up to each other. Yeah, like, maybe maybe a seven-finger devil is way weaker than an eight-finger devil. Yeah. I don't know. Who's to say? Uh, and I'm using devil like it's Chainsaw Man or something. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Demon, ghost, curse, hollow, whatever it is. You get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so uh Sekuna possesses and kills uh so he possesses uh Yuji and then kills the uh, the special demon. Mm-hmm. And then in episode five, he rips his own heart out, so he's like, Yeah, if Yuji fucking controls the body again, um he dies because he doesn't have a fucking heart. Yep. He just throws the heart in a bush and it's just like Yeah, so uh anyways, I'm fucking badass, so good luck the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. And so, so to kind of, I don't know, speed through things, uh, he, he goes and he fights, uh, uh, Megami, uh, Fushiguro and Fushiguro gets his ass kicked by Sekina. And, uh, but eventually Yuji's able to take control of his body and he just fucking dies because he doesn't have a heart. Um, and, uh, Gojo sensei is very, is very torn up about that. Like they, somebody even comments like how. 
how rare it is for him to get emotional over something like you know people dying or anything like that but you know guess guess he was growing a, a kind of attached to the little guy yeah he was hoping for the best mm-hmm. um but yeah so at, at this point it splits in two different directions as far as where the show is going um there yuji is dead for a while and he ends up interacting with sakuna in like this death dimension (laughs) i don't know so the two of them are dealing with that and then there's also a tournament arc that's coming up between all the different competing spirit schools another fucking cliche that i'm 100 percent ready for Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) and and that's sort of where the the show is going that um yuji is trying to deal with sakuna and also there's this tournament arc with these other fun spirit fighting characters mm-hmm. um and you also uh, 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 by episode six you learn about packs which is kind of like um chainsaw man where it's like if you make an agreement it's it's you know it's a binding agreement yeah the the devil sort of guy can't break that agreement which is another and... <laughs> really fun, like, I love that trope in shonen anime. Like, that that's uh, a big part of why I thought Hunter x Hunter was so good. Like, um, like yeah. Kurapika's, like, packs with themselves. is like, okay, I figured out a way to get all these insane powers, but if I use them a- against anyone other than these specific, like, 13 or whatever people, I die on the spot. Like, stuff like that, I think, yeah. is super fucking cool. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's really good. And I really like, um, I like how you can't trust Sukuna. So when he's, like... Um, okay, listen, I want these conditions to the pact, you know? I won't hurt these people, I won't do these things, I won't blah blah blah. Um, Yuji's, like, rightfully so, like, no, you have some fucking plan, like, fuck you, we're not gonna do that. And he's (laughs) like, okay, well, if I beat you in a fight, I get control of your body, and if you beat me, I, you know, I don't matter, or whatever. And he's like, yeah, fuck you, I'll beat you in a fight, and just instantly eats yeah like within a second he's like yeah let's go and then his head is cut in half it's just over it's done mm-hmm. that was such and a I good love cut that, i love that twist because when he comes back and he's like in control of his own body we know as the audience even though he doesn't that Sekuna can show up at or sukuna can show up at any moment yep what fucking tension in this show <laughs> Ooh, oh and he has no conditions when he shows up again. Oh, I love I'm, it. I'm uh, straight up. I don't watch any or listen to any other anime podcasts. I just don't know what the good ones are or anything. <laughs> but I understand it's a bit of a cliche uh, to talk about pro wrestling at a, during an anime podcast. But what? I got to say, somebody... And listen, I'm not a pro wrestling expert or anything. I know a little bit. But like, uh, I got. it seems as though somebody... I don't know if it was a screenwriter, the manga artist themselves, whatever. Somebody is a big fan of The Undertaker. Because like... <laughs> when Yuji sits up, like he does the exact same... Like, you know, Michael Myers, like sit up while the other person's back is turned... And then, uh, what's his name? Gojo Sensei says, like, okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna basically pretend that he's dead. And when the tournament arc starts, he's gonna, like, show up as a surprise to everybody, like the dead man thing. Like, I just gotta think somebody out there is a big Taker fan. That's all I wanna say. <laughs> yeah, dude, and I'm here for it. You know, anime and fucking, I, I think the popular, how popular anime has gotten is it, it directly corresponds with how popular 
pro wrestling has gotten in the last few oh, years. Oh, yeah, wrestling is, you know? it's it's kind of American anime in a certain way. It's, it's, it's live action anime. Yeah. Like, every time I've ever sat down with, like, Ian and Brendan and they've explained to me what's happening in the wrestling match I'm about to watch, I'm like, this is fucking anime. Yeah. Like, nobody's throwing laser beams, but they are not far off from Totally. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have the time to watch wrestling week to week, but, like, I, I do definitely want to start getting on at least somewhere that'll tell me, like, the main plot lines and, like, what's why what's happening is important so I can tune into the big ones. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, wrestling at its peak is so fucking cool. Like, the shit they do is nuts. Love it. Oh, there's... I, I can't wait for Sack Anime to come back because there's a local wrestling... Uh, like Sacramento wrestling Ooh, yeah. uh, league and they do live stuff with uh sack anime. So there's like the cosplay wrestling federation. And so they, they basically do like these, like, um, I don't want to say rap battles cause they're not rapping, but like, they're just like ripping each other apart. And then in between those battles are people actually wrestling. And they do such a good job of like, you don't know who these characters are, but you know who the good guy is. You know who the bad guy is. Let's see him fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's God. There, there's many reasons why I'm excited for a sack anime to come back, but yeah, that's, that's going to be great. Yeah. And also I guess like the end of coronavirus when we can all see each other again, I guess that's that cool, too. Whatever. Yeah. Like being able to hang out yeah. in the same place without having to worry about like a deadly disease killing us and our families like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like imagine if we could hang out and not have to be six feet apart and wear masks. Yeah. yeah I guess that's cool. But also wrestling. <laughs> I like wrestling. Uh, <laughs> so, okay. So we're kind of hitting the end of the show. The only thing we skipped over is that there is this guy who shows up and he's got these four spirits with him. And one of them is a volcano man that he refers to as being as powerful as eight or nine fingers. Yeah. And that volcano man proceeds to set an entire restaurant on fire. He does. Well, not the restaurant itself, just the pe- just the people in it. Like just yeah, just the people in a in a really fucking like maybe it's just that I'm getting older or something, but there's a part where like these high schoolers get set on fire, and I'm like, I don't know, this feels a bit mm, Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, it's it's kinda brutal. Like um, It's very brutal. They start that whole that whole bit with like one of the waiters or whatever is like he's sitting there and he's supposed to go and like, you know, ask that table like what or the guy at the table like what he wants to order. And he's like he can mm-hmm. just sense the malicious energy coming from it and he's like, Nope, I I I just gotta quit. Like I'm not going over there. Like I'm gonna die if I do. And he does, yeah. and we're like, oh, well, that guy's, you know, obviously, like, you know, these guys have just been chilling, they're not going to do anything. And then the second the other dude comes, like, walks over to him, catches fire, dies. Every, like, people next yes, to him catch fire, dies. Combustion. Everybody fucking just immolates on the spot and dies. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this show goes from, like, kind of goofy to, like, whoa, shit got real, like, really, really fast. Yeah, and and as many gripes as I might have with what's happening there or whatever, like it is a very good way of showing like this guy, he's a bad. Oh guy. yeah, like we I like now like so at the end of episode six, he shows up and is 
there to fight Gojo. And I am so fucking hyped for that fight. I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done. Recording. Oh, yeah. Like, if you want to watch it together, like, post-podcast, I'm super fucking down. Because that fight is going to be fucking sick. Uh, I wish. I'm, like, yeah. I'm, de- I'm definitely going to do that first thing tomorrow, but I'm, I'm booked for the rest of the night, sadly. That's fine. No, no worries there. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it is... Oh, I'm so I'm like they set it up so fucking. It's yeah, it's like we were saying, like with wrestling, like they set it up fucking perfectly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we um, really know the stakes here. Like yeah, uh, Gojo is real tough, but this dude is ostensibly like five times as strong as like you know big super strong scary guy right now. So like you know who's yeah. gonna come out on top here? Oh yeah. I'm yeah. It's 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 a good setup. It's I don't know. I'm I'm into everything that's happening in the show. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say like let's get to our review, but I I can't imagine someone not knowing how what we'd say. Um, unless this is your first episode, then welcome. Our review scale is keep watching, um, eh, and total garbage. If we only have three fucking points, this is absolutely a keep watching. Total garbage. Can't stand it. I hated totally, it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the worst. I would rather watch. I would rather watch Mystery Girl, Mysterious Girlfriend X, ten times before I ever watched another episode of Jujutsu Kaisen. No, yeah. It's 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 great. It's wonderful. Um, there's not much bad that I can say about it. It's it's great. Yeah. Music fucking rules. No. The animation fucking rules. The characters fucking rule. The, the yeah fucking the clothes that they wear. Oftentimes, fucking excellent. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's again. It's one of those things where it's like, if you're a person who's bothered by cliches, this is the show where you need to get fucking over it because <laughs> they fucking pull off. Like, yeah, there's a lot of cliches in the show, and they nail them. They do them perfectly. Yeah, you need to grow it's, up. It's not that cliches are a problem. It's that shows do them poorly, and this is just show that does them perfectly. Totally. So. Yeah, I, I, Jujutsu Kaisen gets, like, chef's kiss, fucking perfect six episodes. Mm-hmm. I was fucking invested the entire time. I was, yeah, I was honestly, like, kind of pissed that, like, episode six ended where it was, because I was like, I, I need to know what happens next. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was honestly tempted to be like, is this going to be, like, should we watch episode like seven eight or whatever <laughs> like do we just keep going yeah like well that would have been that would have put us in a weird place because it's like well then why don't we just finish it but it's on episode 20 right now because it's still updating are we gonna push the Jujutsu Kaisen <laughs> episode again like what's gonna happen but yeah uh this is like we I think we've like offhand mentioned the possibility of doing a follow-up uh, follow-up episode for something that we really liked uh I I feel like this is the prime contender for that yeah I, absolutely, I, I think we should because a we we teased people about doing the episode for an episode, so there's that, and uh, yeah, I I think we should. I really, especially with knowing that it gets fairly edgy, like I feel like my opinion of it could change. You know, I'm a very, I'm a fairly like, I I'm not as big on edgy stuff. You know, yeah. I don't like, um, violence and uh. I shouldn't say violence. I I like gore and violence and all that, but I oh I love violence. I just it's don't great. like like meanness and sadism for like the sake of just like isn't it fucked up how this character has to do this thing? Like I don't like that kind of stuff. But I like when it's in a good 
well-constructed show. I do like that kind of stuff. It's the it's the same part of me that still <laughs> thinks that Olive Garden's a nice restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... <laughs> you give me something needlessly edgy and stupid and just way over the top dark, and I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, fine. And just I just eat that shit up. Shout out to Mirai Nikki. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm the guy who's like, when All Might shows, I want All Might to be the solution to all problems. Like I want, oh no, there's a bad guy. All Might shows up and saves the day. <laughs> like that's what I want from every anime. <laughs> that's fair. Well, have I got some suggestions for you? Have you ever heard of the show Now and Then, Here and There? Uh, as long as it's got All Might in uh, it, I'm it, all for it. It sure does. <laughs> it should just keep watching. He'll show up. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I see no problems with your recommendation. <laughs> I feel like, like, not to be like, you know, like, oh, I watch niche anime. Like, you know, I feel like very few people, I don't know very many people who have watched that show. Like, I think John's probably going to be the only one to get that who will actually, like, hear this maybe. Um, but, I mean, it is it is very good. Like, I, I, would, I would heartily recommend it if you want to be real fucking sad. Oh, perfect. I love being just bummed out beyond belief. Perf- that, then this is the show for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely keep watching. We're, yeah, Jujutsu yeah. Kaisen. Go watch it, if you haven't already. Absolutely, yeah. And I feel like this is one of the good episodes where it's like, if you're somebody who didn't watch these episodes prior to wa- listening to this episode, one, thanks for listening to our voices. Yeah. And two, uh, you could still watch these first six episodes and enjoy them just as much as we did, even knowing what's going to happen. No, they're like, you know, the plot twists are cool and all that, but like, you know, uh, so much of the value of this and, and and with most media in general, I think so much of the value of it, of it is like what's on display. Like, you know, the, the, the craftsmanship yeah. at work, you know, and this one, especially like it's a, it's your straightforward, like, this is what I would have loved is like Saturday morning cartoons. You know what I mean? Little, little heavy yeah. for like, you know, the age I was, but still. No, absolutely. This is this is exactly what I wanted from like Sonic should say cuss words or whatever. Like this is like teenage me would have fucking eaten this shit. Well, up. Sonic does say cuss words if you play Shadow the Hedgehog. I think he says jackass and like piss. Um, <laughs> I, I think in a previous episode you said that he said bitch. I, or something yeah, you like know that. what? I looked that up. I this is why I know this. I went and looked that up afterwards, and um, yeah, so. He doesn't say bitch. There is no there is no overt misogyny in Shadow the Hedgehog. I am happy to report. Fuck. But uh I'm yeah, unhappy to report. They do say some other swears. They say damn and they say jackass and they say piss and there there's a couple other ones I think. I have that on GameCube, so one day we could stream that. Oh, dude, I'm here for. It. We need to stream Shadow and we need to stream I, I bought Sonic 06. I have not played it. I am basically waiting to stream it with you. Yeah. And, like, if we can get John involved. <laughs> like, I, I, like, the two of you and that game is my goal. Yeah. No, this is absolutely going to happen sooner or later. Absolutely. <laughs> Hell yeah. We're going to become well, full let's Twitch, get to the end Twitch.tv of the degenerates. Can't wait. <laughs> Well, let's let's get to the end of this podcast. Um, Bakri, how do we find all the cool things that you're doing? Uh, you can find me on speedrun.com. Go to Sonic Generations <laughs> and then individual levels, Green Hill Zone, no skills, and then turn on the filter to not show the glitch run, the speed glitch runs, and I'll be third place. 
yeah, Octo Mammoth. Octo Mammoth, that's me. Otherwise, though, uh, if you're not interested in that for some <laughs> reason, you can go to soundcloud.com slash Octo Mammoth to hear my music. And you can go to Twitch dot, no, twitter.com slash Bakfu, B-A-K-F-U-U, um, to see me tweet about Sonic the Hedgehog and occasionally post beats. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Um, you can you can follow me. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm Hentai Pizza Lord. If you find that that's my name, don't tell future employers for me because I do desperately need a job. <laughs> so, uh, you know, please be nice to me uh, is all I'm asking. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't have anything fucking special going on on the Internet, but. Um... Oh, you should. Uh, and, and just as a side note, everybody should follow fucking uh, our buddy Anthony with Dave Grohl. Uh... Oh, Gol- God, Golgari. Okay, it's Golgari Dave Grohl with underscores. in Golgari Dave Grohl with underscores under each of those. Yeah. Yeah. Golgari underscore Dave underscore Grohl. Follow him. I've had such a good time watching his Metal Gear Solid oh, run. Oh, so like, much I, fun. I've just had that in the background. And this is a weird thing to say, but Bakri, you killed it in the chat. I laughed so hard every time I see your name <laughs> pop up. Hey, thank you, thank you. It was great. I always wanted to have my... my this. It, it's like, it's weirdly validating, you know what I mean? Because like you're in a Twitch chat and you're like, well, is, is this thing I'm going to type out, is it funny? You know what I mean? So, like, hearing actual feedback about that, like, it's weirdly satisfying. So, thank you. Oh, no. It was, it, like, I've, I've been watching it with the chat up because of the funny shit that you'll say. Dude. I'm into <laughs> it. Uh, but, yeah, follow that guy. He's great. Um, that's I think that's all we got. Jujutsu Kaisen, go watch yeah. it. It's a great show. Um, and, oh, okay, I'm going to throw this out what's there. That? If you have fucking made it to this point, I don't do this shit. But subscribe to this channel because we're at 16. I want 17 subscribers <laughs> on this channel. I have a YouTube channel that I use as just a place to upload things if I need to share it with people. It has 16 subscribers and I don't care about it. Battle School Dropouts also has 16 subscribers. Please, I need to hit 17 for my own mental sanity. I cannot have the podcast I care about be less popular than the channel on youtube i do not give a shit about i don't want any subscribers you know what that's fair (laughs) you know what yeah like (laughs) subscribe hit the bell all that stuff but most leave a comment um if you if you watch anime leave a comment talking about anime uh in the comments yeah just just say i like anime it'll boost our fucking algorithm it does technically help yeah just i i post on videos that i like on comments i just type good video and i just assume it'll help yeah you could do that there yeah <laughs> whatever i'm not i'm this will probably be the if we hit 17 by the next episode i will not beg for subscribers for a fucking long so we're time. holding the but audience like, hostage please, here we just we just need one so that I could feel like a content person. Just comment your favorite Fortnite dance below. Which Fortnite dance would you like to see <laughs> Ryu from Street Fighter do? Uh, exactly. In, in exactly. the game Fortnite. Dude, no joke. I had a dream where I was like, we're killing it on YouTube. Oh my god. We have 19 subscribers. I can't believe it. That's the bar hey, we're for the channel there. for me. We're all, it's gonna happen. We're almost fucking there, dude. 
on on like YouTube, which is not the best platform for for podcasts. We've been we've been yelled at many times to get on Podbean, but you know what? We're here for you, the YouTube audience. <laughs> and Anthony won't hear this episode unless we put it on Podbean. So, shit. I guess we got to get on Podbean. Yeah. Fuck. We I have to, we have to spend the ten dollars to do that. No. Fuck. Um. All right. It's another one. It's another one on the books, in the books, whatever the fuck. Yeah, they man. Say. Hey, and happy fucking eleventh episode or whatever. Like we passed the first ten. Yeah, that's fucking. Hey, killer, we dude. did it. It was fucking. It happened, and like on a on a pretty consistent schedule too. I don't think we've missed a. Have we missed a month yet? Uh, maybe one. Maybe. But we got to be close because we're about to hit our one year. We are. I feel like so. Well. I think the first episode aired in May. So I think we're ahead of oh, schedule. Shit. All right, we got to bang them out right yeah. now so we can uh, figure <laughs> get ahead on things. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, yeah, happy happy 10 to us. Happy whatever's going on in your life to you. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. If you got vaccinated recently, happy vaccination. If you had a birthday this month, happy birthday. Um, I got a I got a negative coronavirus. Hey, test happy today, negative so. coronavirus test day! That's always exciting. <laughs> Did you go to the drive-through yeah, one? And That's fun. Oh yeah, dude! I jammed a thing up my yeah. nose. I hated it's it. It's like an amusement park <laughs> ride, but you put things in your nose. It's great. Yeah, yeah. So like most amusement park rides, more Disney yeah. rides should uh, Disneyland rides should have a uh, a station where you shove <laughs> a Q-tip up your nose really far. Yeah. I, I like I like Splash Mountain, but nothing went up. By yeah. Us, so C plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't stick up any. You don't stick anything up your nose. They're taking away all the slavery stuff. Like, what's even the fucking point of Splash Mountain anymore? Yeah. It's it's a small world. Is ugh. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck Disney. What if they're gonna take the racism out of, out of It's a Small World and uh, the Indiana Jones ride and uh, other ones? I'm sure I haven't been to Disneyland in a few years. I don't. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't either, and I have no plans to do so. But I'll still be upset about it, you know. Ugh. Disneyland's kind of fun. I like they have a they have pretzel they have pizza pretzels in downtown Disney, and it's like we did the math at one point. It was like the best value you could get for like your dollar. Like if you want, if you really needed to eat <laughs> something and you only had a few bucks, like that's the best thing to get. Um, those are great. I I I follow like YouTubers who go to Disney uh disneyland on like the regular basis oh, and i'm just like how do you afford this how do you i don't get well they got season passes I don't know. That... and a lot of youtubers live in la so <laughs> that's they probably fair. figured yeah. it out but hey and one day that'll be us when we make it with this podcast <laughs> and we're trying to get that's the on stitcher premium that's the final Hell goal yeah. is like we gotta make it in the podcasting world so we can afford season passes to to the anaheim disney world <laughs> So we can ride Space Mountain as many times as we want on this Patreon money. Hey, guys, I'm really excited to tell you that Disney's Marvel Avengers um, is probably the greatest anime I've ever seen. I think so. You know, like, I'm going to keep watching. I'm really excited, guys. Uh, It's so good. Yeah, I I hear um, the the Winter Soldier, the WandaVision. Winter Soldier is going to be the new Captain America. WandaVision's a thing. Yeah. WandaVision's going to be the next Captain America. Wanda- it's going to be really yeah, cool. Yeah, Wanda, the two of them, they're going to like Dragon Ball Z fuse dance 
and then they're going to be Captain America, and they'll be like psychic and all powerful, and it'll be great. Yeah, I'm I'm here for yeah. it, dude. I mean, like, what what problems could you have with the Marvel universe and Disney controlling everything after that? Yeah, That's no problems None. here. No problems yeah. here. Yeah, no, it's perfect, dude. I I honestly, Disney having a monopoly on the entertainment industry is. It's probably a good thing because that means that like Luke Skywalker can fight Iron Man and that's all I care about. Honestly, I can't wait for uh when they finally buy that pesky Shonen Jump uh brand so that yeah. uh yeah, so yeah. that Naruto and Doctor Strange can do can fight and they're they're gonna do their cool mm. like hand signs at each other. Uh it'll be great. There, there's actually okay. Real talk. There's something about fucking Benedict Cumberbatch be- dueling off against Naruto that fills me with a certain sense of joy. Oh no, I was, I was saying that ironically, but genuinely, I would love to watch that. <laughs> like that'd be, that'd be fantastic. Be, yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, anyways, and if you've made it past to this point. Uh, thanks for listening. We really, we appreciate you. Um, you know, this is a, this is a fun passion project of yeah. ours. So if, if you've enjoyed it, hell yeah. I, I admire <laughs> your attention span. If you even got to this part, like Jesus. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Hit the bell, like, subscribe, leave a comment. Fortnite dances, Benedict Cumberbatch, Sonic and, the Hedgehog, Bakari's the best. And again, we only need it if it's one per we only need one person to do all of oh this. yeah i just if we hit 17 i will be i will not give a shit for the rest of this podcast yeah i mean we'll take a look at the subscriber count if it's 17 or above fuck off we don't need you anymore yeah yeah you're good like i appreciate the enthusiasm but you don't need to do anything <laughs> we just i for my mental health i need 17 please thank you 17 Hey, hey, it's Bakary from the future, continuing our time-honored tradition of forgetting to announce what we're going to be talking about next episode. Uh, next episode, we'll be watching the 2006 shoujo anime, Nana. Hope to see you there, but either way, thanks for listening. Also, uh, we ended up hitting 17 subscribers during the recording of this episode, so um, I take it back about the fuck-off thing. I mean, you subscribe if you want, I don't care, but like, you know, I didn't mean to be mean about it. Okay. Okay.